Hey everybody, it's Thursday night and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast. I'm your host, Jick. And I'm Hot Stuff. Hey, I am also here. Special <laughs> guest, MC Frontalot. That's me! KOL's Rapper Laureate. That's me! Did we make a joke last time about uh, whether or not we actually put laurels on you? Is I know that, you. You would just rest on them. Does one have to wear laurels to be a laureate? I assumed that a laureate meant one who was presented with laurels uh, as, a, as an award for doing something of worth. And then to rest on one's laurels was to say, all right, I've won that award. Now I don't need to do anything like, for the rest it, of my creative life. I don't need any more laurels. Yeah. I don't need no more mm. laurels. Because like a Nobel laureate is, uh, has Someone. been crowned, has been wreathed, right? Sure, yeah. So there's a in the uh, really good rodeo guys will become a lariat. Right. Um, Was Jesus Christ like a suffering laureate with I, that little yeah. palm door on his head? Were they <laughs> were they laurel thorns? He won the audience prize. He won the audience prize for bleeding. <laughs> he was pretty good at that. They, uh, they, you know, everybody everybody showed up from miles around to watch him do it, and even now they commemorate it. Yeah, they make little pictures of. Like little trophies that they award each other for Christ-like <laughs> right. yeah, feeling good, and behavior. Good, good job, kid. Here's your here's your bleeding martyr. Yeah, this is really going to inspire you to great deeds. Speaking of great deeds, what have you guys been up to? I haven't been up to anything. Oh, no great deeds at all. No, we had a we had a, a housewarming uh, festivus. I came to that. We already talked about this on Monday, but you guys will have a different perspective than I do. What, you, I said you... oh, it was a bunch of Kevin's nerd friends. Oh yeah, I mean hot stuff's nerd friends. Scully was surprised that we knew anybody. He was like, do you know enough people there to have a party? And I was like, fuck yes, we know we enough people there to have a party. We didn't even invite everybody we knew. Yeah, we didn't even invite anybody. We just waited around and guys we invited so many me. friends. Oh. Well, fuck. <laughs> and I came. God, you're like a lie detector. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should just let the fictions float around. Yeah, yes and. We went to uh, we went to an exploratorium Thursday night. Oh, yeah, event. we did. That's where they let the grown-ups into the exploratorium. Yeah, no, and they no babies. If you wait... A really long time in a line, you can get an expensive beer. Can you bring booze in your pocket and they won't yell at you? Mm, I don't know. That's they a good question. did not check our pockets. So I was yes. <clears throat> I was in several, several background shots of an episode of Nova at the Exploratorium when I was probably about eleven. Oh yes. Mm, yep. Did Did you actually see yourself on the? Hell yeah. Did you meet Carl Sagan? No, ah, there was no Carl Sagan. I bet he had really, really good weed. <laughs> did he did he host the, all the Nova shows? I think I'm thinking of Cosmos. Cosmos. Cosmos, yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't know if Nova had a host. I think that might have been Although I was all ready to completely agree that Carl Sagan that I got gypped out of meeting <laughs> Carl Sagan that right. time I was on Nova. Yeah. Well, I'm sure <clears> he watched it at you least. <laughs> so he saw me. He, I bet he, he's he, I bet he had been to the Exploratorium. He was on he was on to my stuff. Even back then. Did you see they're doing a new uh, Cosmos with Neil deGrasse Tyson and Seth MacFarlane? That's going to yeah. rule. The internet is, Seth MacFarlane. Well, the internet is very sad about that. Oh, good. <laughs> good. This, uh, is, our, this uh, yeah, pop filter uh, is the worst. Should, stuff, we, is um, it, uh, should we pause for technical difficulties? Sure. Yeah. Oh, my God. Man, you're like a Lolita lollipop. No, this will be great. This so, will be great. For those not watching our optional video feed. Right. 
Which is so optional that it's really quite an exclusive club of, <laughs> of none who. Yeah, there is literally a there is literally a visual information well, being fed into devices, but those devices you might you might characterize as our eyes, right? Yeah. So, there, but there, that means there's three separate feeds in it, this one room. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Eventually, they'll be able to enhance, and, and those, once one of us gets <laughs> murdered, they will be able to use the other two feeds to determine Ooh. who did oh, it. Yeah. No, you know what they really should just do is the um, Dark Knight. Yeah, just record everything everywhere. The Dark Knight, uh, the 3D visual imaging based on sound echoes. Oh. Which you can do by hacking into everyone in Gotham's cell phone. Yeah. You know, what What I liked about that is it's like a bat. Like you a know? bat. He's a bat, so he gets everything I think everything that might be where Sona. they got that yeah, idea. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, you know? bats. Right. Yeah. Maybe that was the most obvious thing in the world to pick so up on about that. If you just turn on your bat vision right, right now, you'll see that Kevin is holding his pop guard yep. like a little bouquet yeah. Before his face. Like a Lolita's lollipop is what... Lolita mm. lollipop? Yeah. Like Lolita's lollipop. Isn't it lollipop. like a little sailor girl that's... Yeah, a Lolita. Any little, little girl is a Lolita. Girl. That's what I've learned from, sailor from Moon Japanese the, animation. The original. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I saw a movie trailer today for a, a movie about a gothic Lolita who fuses with a teddy bear to fight zombies. Okay. It was Japanese. Okay. You don't say. <laughs> I wonder... <sighs> Is is anything that says Lolita on it? Hey, welcome to San Francisco, by the way. I uh, we, there were no our... there were no sirens at all uh, until we started recording this podcast, and now there are sirens. But it's yeah. we are we are men men of considerable machismo, and as such, we generate a significant amount of heat. So being in this room with no windows <laughs> open and the door closed, we would not be Forget able to stand. It. It. I I thought you were going to say that we generate a bunch of heat. Thus the siren. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. That, the <laughs> heat. That's the heat. See, the, the the surveillance state has infrared cameras. What they're looking for is uh, illicit grow operations. But what they have found <laughs> is just three gas bags. Am I right? Drink. Blowing a lot of <laughs> blowing a lot of hot, hot air, air in here. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, one of these days. One of these days, we're gonna start making dad jokes, and it's not gonna be ironic anymore. No. Maybe it bad. is. Do you think it's ironic when dads make dad jokes? They think it is. They think it's ironic. They think the whole thing is fucking ridiculous. Like, oh yeah, me with kids. They've got like, you know, nine year old. Is that how everybody? I mean, this is that thing where nobody ever feels like an adult. We we are gentlemen of significant age. We should probably feel like adults at this point. But now the three of us together. Yeah, we're pushing. The three of us together. We are fucking pushing dead. Is what we're pushing. (laughs) We're pushing up daisies. Is what we're pushing. (laughs) If you add the three of us together, up daisies. Yes. Answer yeah. to that. Fill in the blank. All right. Do you think that? Do you answer think that, that math problem? Do you think that within one minute of me saying, "Do you think that we will eventually start unironically making dad jokes?" <laughs> I will unironically make a dad joke like that one. Like yeah. that yeah. one. Good. What What defines a dad joke? I think just maybe an unashamed pun. Jokes that oh, are wow. that are corny, and that have been pre-recognized as they leave the joke teller's lips. As the joke a, source. As, as they emit from the joke source, the joke source and all possible joke recipients have pre-agreed that this joke... It was just there. It was, it was hanging there. It was like an horse shit. Anyone it's could... Be a corny joke. Anyone could have be, made the joke, but only the dad does. Not going to be cool. It's okay. not going to be surprising. 
but it's right. gonna be it's gonna my, be recognizably and indisputably a joke. I thought it's, my up daisies joke was pretty good. It's a great example. Well, that's a good joke. Oh, okay, so as dad a, jokes go, so that's a, a good anthropologically joke. speaking, it's good. And so, oh yeah, you no no no. I laughed. No, no honey, because honey, we were you're very pretty. Your your <laughs> hips are much wider than your your midsection. So we were so, uh, <laughs> anthropologically speaking, you are the prettiest girl here. Right. We were talking about math, so I thought the joke was funny because you. Okay. You made it. You made a. You took what? No, but that was a dad. That was like a dad joke. It was like a dad who was also a math teacher. It was like joke. a math dad yeah. joke. Yeah. Uh, is there any better dad than math dad? <laughs> probably not. Like what about meth dad? dad? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, meth dad is probably pretty good. <laughs> I bet he's like a lot of fun sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like, let's go. You want to go to the amusement park? Let's go to all of them. Ah! Yeah, hours one through thirty. He's great. We love Meth Dad. It's hours thirty through ninety, the yeah. Meth Dad starts to Breaking right, Dad cause trouble. He just starts stealing your stuff, and selling it. Breaking Dad. Yeah. Did you say uh, that's a dad okay, joke? That was okay, a dad. That was a dad literally joke. a dad yeah, you're joke. Good at this. Yeah. His dad was subject uh, of mm-hmm. joke. Yep. <laughs> Were you asking what we've been up to? I got a root canal yesterday. How was that? Sucked. Ass. It's terrible. The one through it. your ass. My Jesus. I kind of wish they had because I had to hold my jaw open as wide as it goes. And I don't have like insubstantial jaw muscles, right? I use my jaw professionally. But, yeah, you do. But going like uh with it for two hours plus. For two of, and change. A lot of your fans might not know this, but uh rapping doesn't actually pay that much, so you have to you have to take side gigs like chewing steel cables in half. <laughs> I, yeah, down. I'm in the geek pit at the carnival. Yeah, right. lifting pain. gnawing I mean, through stuff. I occasionally, have to do demo work on ski lifts. Audience brings <laughs> its largest mouth-fitting but impenetrable object, and I gnaw through it. And I right. do that for tips. Like those jawbreakers with the ball bearing in the middle. Yeah, I've gotten that a couple of times. That's why I had to get a root canal. Root canal. Ugh. It didn't yeah, hurt so, that much. What does it do? They drill in and they hollow out all the nerves and stuff? Yeah. And they leave they, the root of the tooth, but they just... They've got all these like weird pointy little... They look like unicorn horns for unicorns who are the size of like a silver dollar. Okay. Like these little tiny circular spindly steel things. Now, do you mean like a modern silver dollar or the pre-1944 silver pre-1944. dollar that had a unicorn on the yeah. back? <laughs> unicorn dollar, okay. as it's called. And they take, he drills a bunch of holes that I can't tell where they're going. And he winds these things in one at a time and I think was electrocuting them. I don't know. He was attaching them to some kind uh, of machine that beeped to tell him hmm. something about what was going on on the other side. I, maybe, I really don't know. What weren't was you, going weren't on. you high on drugs at this I point? I wish. I, had, I asked him for nitrous. He was like, no. He, oh, by the way, he was a gruff, nearly Russian. wordless Russian man. Oh, wow. Oh, good. Who I'd never met before. I was referred to him from my other dentist. Do you think that maybe he's he has implanted your teeth with microfilm? Oh my god, or a cyanide capsule, or just a Micro- variety of surplus KGB or, or a tooth replacements. Of, a microfilm of cyanide capsule installation procedures. So that, like, you're not equipped with one now, but next time... If I need to kill myself, I better hope I have resources and time because I'm going to have to un- crack this tooth, unfurl the microfilm, right. decode it. If you see the Baron Harkonnen's face, <laughs> find someone else, get them to help you install the cyanide capsule, yeah. and then get captured again. Anyway, he said almost nothing the entire time except 
an advertisement came on KFOG where some child was trying to pretend that they wanted to buy a house or test drive a car or something because some company was like offering free movie tickets and the adult is having this conversation with the child in the advertisement and they're like oh isn't this cute because you're a child but not letting on that they know and then at the end he's like now do you really have a house or car or whatever the thing or do you just want the movie tickets and then the kid like flips out and hangs up and then they're like you get free movie tickets if you test drive this mortgage or whatever it was and (laughs) and then the guy goes and then the dentist who's like fucking elbow deep in my mouth working on these holes in my teeth goes kids are not that stupid anymore he would use some kind of computer to change the voice <laughs> that's the closest I got and I was like Ugh. that was like the closest I got to a conversation with him wow ah, that's good it's good to know that he was committing his full attention to the to the uh, dangerous oral surgery he was performing on you did not occur to uh, me that he'd been listening to <laughs> KFOG during and then I, that has yeah. to have been also, I mean, if he works in a place that has terrestrial radio playing all the time, that has to have been the hundredth time he had heard that commercial, yeah, right? You're right. I bet he formulated that opinion over several listenings. Yeah, and, and you were the one that he decided he trusted enough to share his feelings with. I think he was talking to his dental assistant. Mm. Well, you could pretend. I could. I, I did. Okay, so uh, were the dental hygienists uh, hot? Were the assistants hot girls? Or were they, uh, like, say, a kind of a fat Mexican guy? The, um, the the dental technician was uh, probably in her late twenties or early thirties. So way too old for you, oh, dear. I mean us. And uh, I meant to make she fun was of nice. I mean, she was she had like a face mask on and like no no blood in the eyes, protective glasses. You don't normally uh, you don't normally make your concubines wear a face mask and. Protective glass. I mean, it seems like the after protect- I've already prote- photographed them. The yes. protective glasses no. are just for their own safety. Yes, it's. I, I I'm not quite sure. I didn't get a good look at him either. The whole operation wow, was quite shady, shady as far as. Wow. Are you sure you didn't go to some sort of a ninja school? <laughs> Russian ninjas. Mm, yeah. Dentist McNinja. I went. I went there. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It was it sucked. <laughs> Traumatic. I hated it. I hated it. And I got to go back tomorrow and get part of the jaw bone removed so that there'll be enough tooth on this little nub to put the cap on because oh, uh, man. the decay was apparently too close to the when gum. I, uh When I got a crown, it took a long time. I had to get a temporary one while they sent off the real one, and it was yep. weeks. That's oh. what I have to do. Huh. So, so I'll be getting my temp tomorrow. I just right now I've got like a nub in there. But you're not going to be here in two weeks. No, I'm not. How are you going to do that? I don't know. They're going to send it to your, your home dentist? Maybe. I don't have mm. one. Wow. You might have to come back. Yeah. Get some more beers. I, that'll work. Do you have dental insurance? Yeah. Okay. How do you get, how do you get, in, how do you get insurance? Do you, do, is there some sort of rapper's union? That would be great. You should start one. Get group rates. It's not a bad idea. There is like sort of artist, artist, artists union that has health insurance and other you stuff. Could, I don't know what you it join is. Directors Guild of America. Union, they call it. You Hot stuff. Join. You used to, uh, you used to get health insurance through some sort of professional Trade organization. Right? Yeah, it was the, what was it? It was mostly like steel manufacturing or something. Okay. But it was just like associated industries. Of did they? Did they? So they only something. the coverage for like accidental molten metal immersion was really, was good. really, really good, yeah. but the, the you know, the carpal tunnel was not 
Yeah. They, they didn't really take that seriously. I mean, Massachusetts' health care system was, you know, it's it was the pre-Obama well, yeah, thanks care. to Mitt Romney. Yeah. So, I got I got state assistance. God, thank God awesome. that socialist didn't get elected. <laughs> I remember you getting yelled at by the state for having, uh, you had to prove that you had health insurance so that you didn't have to buy the insurance that they made right. you want to buy, and that was a big hassle. Yep. Yeah. Government, man. Is there anything it can't fuck up? Yeah, roads. The roads are pretty good. I feel... Nuclear warfare. I feel fairly confident that if somebody was, like, stole all my stuff, that the police would be mad at them. I don't know if they'd get my stuff back, but they would at least agree with me that it was wrong. Mm, Right. So that's good. You can trust the police. Sure. Despite what rappers have led you to believe, (laughs) 911 is not a joke in your town. It is, in fact, no laughing matter. I'm laughing now, and I just thought about 911 when you said Sure. Yeah, I guess that's probably why. Um, So, yeah, hot stuff. What's your perspective on the the housewarming party that we had? I had a great time. I got really drunk. You did? Yeah. Uh, You were too hungover to exercise the next day. I was was like, you ready to go exercise, buddy? Get out of bed. And you said, I'm too hungover. And I said, what the fuck kind of reversal of fortune is this? Yeah. (laughs) Because you're usually the one sloppy in the morning times. Sundays... Sundays are bad sometimes, because Saturdays are good sometimes. You know, I was worried that no one was going to show up, uh, and that, yeah, so was that I. fear was allayed very, very quickly. When a um, bunch of people showed up. Yeah. Uh, I had friends from high school and college, and... Uh, there were some KOL people, standard, and there were some... San Francisco acquaintances. Yeah. Everybody came. It's great. And I do uh, have... I have an extensive... I have an extensive network of friends who live in the area Because of your college. Friend. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, rapper MC Funnelot was at our party with some of his friends. Yeah, I brought some folks. Yeah, it was fun. I was scared of one of them. Well, I, you know, I'm a rapper. I bring a scary posse. That's true. Yeah, you got your small you're, blonde woman. Your entourage is often uh, just about often freaked packing, you out, packing heat, packing, packing hotness, mm. yeah. packing the new hotness. How'd you like? How'd you like our party? I had a good time. Good. It was fun. We hung out with uh, Jess. Just good. Gruner? Yes. Who, who yep. writes for Emily the Strange. Emily Strange. Yep. Yeah. We hung out with uh, delightful, delightful lady, friend of, of the friend of the show. Some of your, uh, some of your your usual suspects from mm. from Con and from the Org. Mm, that's true. That's true. Uh, we uh, and I got to hang out with you guys, which is always nice. Except for Kevin, I didn't get to hang out with Kevin. That's true. I was I too busy being drunk. Spoke yeah. to you maybe. You were One, in a, two sentences. You were in a time. stoner room the entire time. Who me? Yeah, I don't Who know you? what you mean. I don't know what you're talking about either. Yeah. Um, we got made fun of. We got made fun of by uh, by Brad from MIT. Oh right. Did you? Uh, you also got yelled at by the downstairs neighbors. We did. Yeah, we had that. I had the first uh, the the neighbors pounding on the ceiling, pounding on their ceiling, our floor. Yeah. Yeah. That's a genuine. Oh, what a feeling when they're pounding on the ceiling. <laughs> Did, oh, uh, ooh, I feel like I should quiet down. Did we? Uh, <laughs> did we ever send any kind of apology? No, we didn't. Question? I was thinking about sending them a lollipop, but you should send them a box of chocolates. But when they bite through the chocolate, it turns out to be human feces. <laughs> oh, okay. and ball pants. And ball yeah, pants. Yeah, I thought you were... Hey, that's what uh, happens when you bang on your ceiling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Colon my floor. Yeah. Yeah. I would hate for something even worse to happen to your kids. <laughs> Have you taught them not to take candy from strangers? Because we we introduced ourselves to them. We have a lot of candy. Yeah. We're not that strange. I got a haircut. We can just drop it down into the yard. <laughs> That's true. We could just <laughs> we could just hurl candy at their children and have a pretty good chance of them eating it. Yep. I had a I had a friend in my neighborhood when I was little, um, whose mom 
uh, a feisty Brazilian lady named Anna um, hated the neighbor dog so much and I guess had tried to get the neighbors to quiet the beast down but failed and would occasionally throw bundles of uh, dry chicken bones over the fence oh, with the hope of, like, of the hope choking. of destroying this dog I wow. think I don't know that that was true but that was what my friend told me his mom did and I was frightened of her from then on my mom was pretty convinced that one of our neighbors, when I was growing up, had poisoned one of our dogs. Ooh, with poison? With, like, rat poison? Yeah, something. I don't I don't know where she got this belief or what led her to this. But By feeding it mushrooms. <laughs> right. My mom My mom told me growing up that mushrooms were poisonous. Mm. Some of them are. eat them. Some of them are. Some of them will just make you want to hug people. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's and, like and then, poison. And then suddenly get really mad at your friends and freak out. I don't know. I never did mushrooms. Really? Yeah. What about LSD? No, nah, too scared. Ecstasy? Yes, once. What'd you think? I was awful. I freaked out the entire time. Huh. All of the all of the pleasant, like sort of euphoric muscle sensations, I just kept interpreting as paralysis and being becoming afraid that I was paralyzed. Huh. And so I spent most of the time just doing random things with all of the parts of my body to reassure myself that I could still move. I see. And then occasionally making them change the music. <laughs> That's interesting. Most most folks don't tend to get the fear when they, yeah. when they take that particular well, drug. you underestimate my ability to be afraid of things. <laughs> did everyone else take the same stuff? They and did, and typical? everybody else was fine. Yeah. yeah. So huh. I, th- I think that there, it wasn't that there was something wrong with it or that it was adulterated in some way. And it was actually literally, we took, we split two pills between three of us. Okay. So everybody, Got I think, a had a little bit of each pill. Hmm. Um, because that that is often laced with other things, or it was before uh, before Molly came out, right? Like, I don't know. Back when I was a teenager, there was there was only the good stuff in San Francisco. Hmm. It was just only the really good stuff that we knew how to get. Um, it was, and it was really really prevalent. And like other teenagers were buying ounces of it like raw and capping it themselves in these little gel caps and selling that to the other teenagers. And it was just, there was just no fucking, no lack of the stuff. And then by the time I'd gotten to college, I guess I also changed coasts, but it was like the things that people would call MDMA were, I don't know what I tried it a couple times. It was was very different. It just wasn't, didn't seem, it seemed to be really hard all of a sudden to get stuff that wasn't like a bunch of no-dos and some uh, cough medicine or I don't know what. It's one of those things that I have no idea what to believe about whether it's actually like sort of bad for you to do a lot of it or Mm -hmm. not, because it's just, you know, everything that I know about the actual negative effects of drugs is from D.A.R.E., which turned out to be like 90% lies because all they were trying to do was get you to not smoke pot. So it's like, oh, well, you know, all of these other things are probably more or less fine also. So my, my buddy in high school who had the largest drug problem um, was also one of my smartest friends, and he would always research all of these things. And he's like, here's how long to, like, breathe the nitrous in for before the brain damage starts outweighing how, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> um, how fun it is. Um, and he said that he did a bunch of research on ecstasy, and I believed him. Um, 
they probably that's this is 25 years ago so they probably know a lot more about ecstasy these days but well except that it's hard to get good data about it right because you never know whether like you never know based on like let's say 10% of people who've done a bunch of ecstasy have some sort of cognitive impairment mm -hmm. as a result of it but wh were they using the same stuff that right. the people who didn't have it were i mean you know it's such a they, like they the do controlled studies with people who have terminal illnesses because they're is still like a chunk i think of the uh like the the, the psychotherapy community who wants to get it taken off of schedule one well because it right. was yeah it was used for years as part of a therapeutic yeah, yeah. Like and it's like potentially and real valuable for that but like so i know that there are like controlled real studies where they know what the people are taking and they can kind of look at their brains but um what ethan always said oh now i've added ethan as uh -oh. the person who, to the NSA who knows list. this um your friend Ethan Hawke. My friend Ethan Hawke. So what it does is it makes you look real skinny and gross as you get older. And get paid a lot for acting. Yeah. Um, he said that you have to just be careful not to take the overdose amount on any given night. If you have... If the amount in your system gets above a certain threshold, then it starts doing serious damage hmm. to several parts of your, your innards. It always just sort of triggered that. The, the idea that there's really there's like no such thing as a free lunch right mm -hmm. so it just seemed like this was probably taking a couple years worth of happy juice that my brain is capable of producing and dumping it all in there at once and then like there's probably a tank of that somewhere that you're born <laughs> with like a woman with her eggs no i think you have an unlimited capacity to generate the yeah, happy so you're juice. saying that what? humans have an unlimited capacity for joy no um the juice i think you can keep okay you can keep sopping up the juice from its raw components and spitting out the, the, the good stuff but um, what the danger is in my perception of it because I think because I took too much ecstasy when I was young and so this happened to me uh, I think it burned out the receptors for the juice um, so and you that's why can't I can't really ever be happy yeah that's why I can no longer really experience real happiness you don't think that maybe you're just getting old and uh well, if so, I got old all at once around age 22. That's about what happens, I think. <laughs> That's, uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen studies to that effect. My evidence is that the ecstasy stopped working oh. the way it had. Hmm. Was and, that not around the same time that you started getting access to the like? But I would also go stuff? home to San Francisco where everybody was like, hmm. this is still the good stuff. And hmm. And I like the people who were trying it were getting high, and I and my friends who'd started in high school were not. And yeah, it was like wow. And that just seemed to be everybody who had done a bunch of that stuff. Their experience all seemed to be the same. The first ten times or so, you get really, really high, and then after that, you don't. Do you, you feel, feel like, like you're? Uh, I feel like you're on some drugs, but it's like not a big I mean, deal. I guess the first handful of times I smoked pot was just a dramatically different experience than any time since but even even with the potentially high quality grade stuff yeah. now do you think that changed your brain no i don't know what it is i mean i think my brain is definitely different like i i feel like i but i don't think that changed it i mean because I, I didn't smoke that much pot uh -huh. i have not in my life smoked that much pot but it's uh yeah, i don't know just my memory I, and i mean partially it's like the, the first time you do something that's really different than anything you've ever done before is probably just going to stick with you more, right? So you're just going to remember it as being maybe more intense than it was. Right, right. I, I don't know. 
Yeah, our ability to evaluate our own experiences is famously shoddy. Yeah. Eyewitnesses are terrible. Eyewitness testimony is terrible. Terrible. It's terrible. You can, uh, I remember reading this study where they showed people a video of like shot through the window of a car that was driving down a country road and there were just these sort of factual questions and they were able to, in most cases, if they prime you by having an early question that says, after the red barn, did you see a forest on the left or on the right? Mm-hmm. And then the later question, was there a red barn when there was not a red barn, but the people who'd been primed with that question were 100% certain that there was a red barn. Right. And like just asking them that question caused them to like, oh yeah, that barn must have been red. That's Because barns no. are red. But then you're... So, but that's testing people's ability to deduce based on <clears throat> their trust of the question askers more than it's really yeah. querying their well, memory per I mean, se, it, right? It was, I think you could argue that it would, I, it would just invalidate eyewitness testimony because a leading set of questions could create memories and witnesses, right? Yeah, right. and even a really innocuous thing, sure. right? Just phrasing something in a way that doesn't sound like a leading question, you know, in the... In the murderous Hispanic man's barn, did you see two scythes or three scythes? It's like, okay, is the Hispanic man a murderer? It's right. the exact same thing. Yeah. Right. It would happen. And there was no barn. There were no scythes. <laughs> There's no such thing as a Hispanic that, man. That guy wasn't even Hispanic. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? Retrial. That's what you're going to do. Yeah. Appeals. Hung up in appeals and you're finally going to execute the guy decades later when nobody even remembers who he is. Here's something I've been doing lately, um, although this is not so much a, a human experience as a TV show I've been watching. <laughs> okay. Um, I was watching Orange is the New Black. Oh, yeah? Which is the... The Netflix of, episode series or I whatever. I think maybe now the third high-profile fiction show produced by and for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good. It's really similar to Weeds, which is by the same creator in that it's kind of cartoony. But it's in a prison or something. It's set in a women's prison. And this, like, bougie blonde lady has to go there. Because ten years earlier she had carried a suitcase full of money for her drug dealer girlfriend. But now she's, like, in her th- early 30s and she's engaged to this dude. And her life, she runs an artisanal soap company. And, like, right. she, like, you know does not seem to belong in this women's prison and she has to like deal and sets the show and it's like funny and some of the drama is even kind of believable and it starts out seeming like it's going to be kind of a little bit gritty and scary but that quickly falls away to cartoonishness and somewhat sitcom-y dramedy but the thing that is interesting about it to me is that my step stepsister got chucked in one of these places for quite foolishly driving 50 pounds of weed across country for some douchebag dispensary operator in California who wanted to get 50 pounds to New York and she did it for him and then now she's in the pokey in Illinois in a place that I think is probably exactly like in in Joliet where the Blues Brothers went (laughs) it's like it's I think that it's not the lightest possible ladies prison like it's not the Martha Stewart joint but it's neither is it the maximum security like 
it's like the place where they don't expect anybody to cause any trouble. Mm-hmm. They're like, none of you guys are going to murder each other or right. get into bleeding fist fights or attack the guards. And if any of that happens at all, you just you lose your access to this slightly nicer version of prison and have to mm-hmm. go down the down the hill. How long did she get for doing that? And how did she get caught? Several years. Uh, she got profiled. Apparently, every woman of color driving a Scion by herself on 80 um, is transferring 50 pounds of marijuana in the trunk and every time they pull them over they uh, get a jackpot according I don't know if that's true that's that's what uh, she and her lawyer claimed is that it was profiling do you think that's fair to claim that I mean because I feel like if you're doing something super illegal and you get caught like maybe that's not the time to try to make a political statement. Do about. you think that they that she communicated with her dispensary friend over text message or email while on the road at all, just with a phone that she had with her? Um, because there's, I mean, there's there's a lot of contention that the the whole NSA prison that thing, they've been feeding the drug war, yeah, um, intel. And that's where a lot of the arrests I saw that. come from. Yeah. Um, that would I be mean, wholly unsurprising to me, but if she if she was if she was like dim enough to do that, and they were dim enough to send her on this mission where she was going to get eyeballed and pulled over immediately, um, then I would certainly not put it past the pair of them to be talking about it the whole time on cell phones and text messages. So right. how's that bale of weed? It's riding yeah. fine. <laughs> Make sure you leave my the apple shavings in there so it doesn't dry out. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, that sucks. It sucks does. that that sucks that people are in jail for fucking pot. Yeah, it's agreed. It's uh, not a not a super destructive drug as drugs go. Beer is probably well. Beer certainly is costing more lives and productivity nationwide. Yeah, you know, and violence on television is worse than sex. What's wrong with America? <laughs> Puritanism. Yeah, I guess it's that's wrong. it. It's wrong. it's wrong with America. I guess Puritans like booze. But don't they, they also like, uh, they like ergot smeared on a broomstick? <laughs> I don't know what Or was that the Quakers? Is. Define smeared on a broomstick. <laughs> is it? No, that's... Define the, everything from that sentence. That's the, well, that's okay. Salem witch Is it trials. argot? It's argot? Ur, it's ergot. Ergot. What okay. is ergot? It's a... It's like a, a hallucinogenic like fungus that grows yeah. on corn or wheat. It's on yeah. a crop. Um, and they hypothesized that that was what was ultimately yeah, responsible yeah. for the Salem witch trials. Hallucination. But oh. but then I but then I was thinking about how witches riding a broom, and how that was hypothesized to be because of hallucinogenic drugs oh. inserted vaginally on a, the end of a broomstick. Oh, wow. because people were masturbating, like a wood dildo or what? Or yeah, maybe really? it was just, maybe it was just a, a vilification of masturbation. I have heard that before that the broomstick riding is sort of a, a metaphorical. Like punishment of women for right for, women for taking taking yeah. taking sexual gratification into their own hands sticks sticks yeah. domestic tools. I mean that's a real betrayal of masculinity to take this domestic tool that they're expected to use to clean your home and to make your cock with it terrible. See, I feel like I'm a by using I'm it. a real real male chauvinist, and I think that's pretty great. <laughs> so it's hard for me to it's hard for me to imagine a, a patriarch having any problem with that you know who knows who knows you don't feel threatened by a 
four foot broom no, no. handle. I feel, That's just less I feel, shit he has to get yeah, done I feel, during the day. I feel I feel tapped out. You know, I feel I feel like I've been I get to go and just hang out. Yeah, okay, like, so wait. Go check out your scotch collection. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, I was gonna say play some darts. Go back in time to a time when there were no uh no video games that you wanted to play. I'm sure I would have found something that wasn't a woman to occupy my time with. It's the see that's that's back before it's back before women were supposed to have any pleasure that was not directly bestowed upon them. And I think in the Puritans' minds, they weren't even supposed to be having any pleasure during procreation. Well, yeah, because sex was like, just just procreative. Yeah, yeah but I mean, they men, were doing it men, wrong. If you if a girl got off while you were having sex with her, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, of course. That's not cool. Yeah, you get that shit huh. over here. I mean, God's going to get mad at you. You're enjoying it too much. I don't, think men, I, I don't think in that ethos that men were supposed to do it for enjoyment either. Not for enjoyment, but I think maybe it would be more okay for the for the patriarch to enjoy his role Here's in a granting question. some sperm and like kind of dig that and have pleasure. The woman's just supposed to like fucking bear it. So what we know her teeth and bear about it. those attitudes from... 100 years ago or 200 years ago or 300 years ago. Mm-hmm. Do you think that man on the street actually gave a shit about how they were supposed to be experiencing that stuff? Or mm. was it like now where most Catholics are like, you know what, I'm just going to put on a fucking rubber or you're going to be on the pill and it's going to be fine. And history will say, oh, Catholics never used birth control, but I knew a lot of Catholics that used condoms. Right. You know? well, that, I mean, that's a major schism, especially with the American Catholic Church. Right. No, but I'm just saying like, was there ever a time when the bulk of of mankind or, mm-hmm. you know, the bulk of, like, a given culture even was like, oh, I'm not allowed to enjoy sex, so I'm not going to. Like, has there ever been, right. has there ever been a group of more than, like, five 15-year-old kids who didn't jack off all the time? Right. Like, you could say that Mormons are not allowed to jack off, but I bet they do. I bet they do, too, but uh, like, the, the question is, like, more what pressures are they feeling when they do it? Like, how much shame are they getting? How much does that reduce the incidence of jerking it? I'm I'm guessing that there are definitely some, some religious groups that that yeah that, that cause enough sort of shame to happen that where it just doesn't happen nearly at the same rate as it does in the 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 regular population. You know, yeah. I guess there was that one. Uh, was it This American Life? I guess it must have been at This American Life because I don't think Radio Lab would have done this. Where just a guy about you know he thought he wasn't supposed to jerk off because it wasn't he wanted to be a become a priest or whatever and then he finally went to he went to some elder in the church and he was like this is driving me crazy and the guy was just jack just jack off just go buy some porn and jack off it'll be fine it'll be fine yeah and God's then, not like, even gonna notice yeah exactly because <laughs> God doesn't so much exist yeah heads up and you're like whoa I should <laughs> yeah, talk to a church this is all bullshit <laughs> I should have talked to a priest a long time ago yeah it's fucking reading the uh, manual instead of uh, <laughs> using the help chat <laughs> um the help chat. Oh, Has it, wow, now I kind of want Bible websites to have little like like a live shot, chat. Jet, live chat. Uh, what I kind of want is to, what I kind of want is to write the chat bot that, <laughs> right? that interacts with those people. It would say just buy some porn and jack off. Yeah, no matter what, no matter what, what, type, yeah. no matter what your question was. <laughs> Fuck as many high school girls as, as, as possible. the Bible says. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, so Mr. WV wrote in and said, "Hey, front a lot. Can you say hello to my wife, Mrs. WV? She's a huge fan." Hi, Mrs. WV. Thanks for your support. That's pretty good. That's Thanks. exactly the kind of thing you'd, uh, you'd that would uh, really get you get you moist in the trousers if you were a <laughs> fan of a strapping gentleman such as. Uh, I try to keep it, you know, brief and to the point, so that if it becomes a ringtone, it will not 
you won't have to like miss your call from listening to it twice. It's not. Uh, it's not you got to keep it short enough to uh, to not be able to shazam it. Also, <laughs> you know, like that. so hey, I got a question. Does your shit show up on Shazam? Mm, uh, not the last time I checked, but that was years ago. And then I wrote to them and I was like, "How come my shit doesn't show up on Shazam?" And they were like, "Fill out these twelve forms and mail us some physical CDs." I was like, "I'll get right on that," which I still maybe haven't huh okay <laughs> did uh yeah because if, if it does show up i kind of want you to sing and me to pl- put it right up to your face and see if it recognizes you oh <laughs> like how good is their algorithm right i don't they do don't they also somebody's made a so, little app where you just you, where like, you hum, hum and stuff sure and it tries to match the melody to some data about <laughs> yeah. what notes or what that right? seems like it would be very very di- so like i can i can the reason that so Shazam seemed like kind of an amazing thing, right? Yeah. Like it was like, but but then I thought, well, okay, so this wouldn't work without the internet because this wouldn't work without instantaneous access to a whole lot of data. Mm-hmm. And what the internet gives you is the ability to put a whole lot of data on the cheapest possible media somewhere right. and get quick access I to mean, it. I mean, isn't it still impressive that they can match it, it, the, your sample well, with I'm still amazed with vast, fingerprinting. Sure, but yeah, I think but I'm, it's not as crazy as when it first appeared. Yeah, but I mean, like, it, like what oh, I feel yeah. like it does is it just, it just every every five seconds of music just generates a checksum and then it just tries to do that. The thing that's, that's sure, every five seconds of music is essentially unique. But well, but but like, you have to start and stop that thing and like filtering out the filtering out the background noise. Having the, your like garbage, how many fi- how many checksums on your yeah? How many checksums are there in a single song though? That's what's nuts. There's almost an infinite number. Well, well they figured out they figured no, out how quite, to how to section out I every guess. song and build fingerprint. Yeah. matching for That's, it that there i mean that those algorithms are fast sure but i mean even like an mp3 like you could pretty easily have a server on which you had an mp3 of almost every song that has been sold in the last 10 years, right? I mean, okay. so that's... That part's easy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's data that's just the song. That's just what it sounds like. Telling right? a so, noisy sure. bar sure, through yeah. your phone yeah. speaker which song is supposed no, to match I mean, what, that's the hard part. Sure, that 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 is impressive, but it's like... I forget what my point was. I forget what I was, uh, was going to say. It just, it seems like those... I, I wonder sometimes, like... Are the sort of watershed technology moments slowing down or do we just not care anymore because each one is like, there's not, there hasn't been a new thing like the internet invented since we've been alive, but the internet is now 10 times as cool and impressive or a hundred times as cool and impressive as it was then, but it's just, do you not think way of more incremental. Like Oculus Rift as being... Like particularly game changing, not the, like not not like the ooh yeah. I haven't I haven't played with either of those yet. I haven't either. I gotta say though, each time my phone dies and I have to get the current version of a phone, I sit and marvel at it for a couple of months. I'm like just amazed at how much better this little slab here is than say the first two laptops now, I see, owned. If you sure. if you just had an iPhone. It would have been so magical the first time. But no, no little incremental changes. Like, oh, you can actually get calls on yours now. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> no, it's better. It's better than it was by so much that it's You're still like an amazing. Android, again. You're an Android guy through and through, huh? So far, yeah. 
I remember I remember the first couple of times that I like map quested stuff being like, yeah, wow, this is like amazing. Yeah. And then going from that to having Google Maps in my pocket and then and fucking Street View. Yeah. Was like, was definitely still a, like it was a, a series of, it was a series shed. of incremental changes, but but, but I, I feel like that was a, a big enough change where I was like I can just throw out my freaking street atlas. Yeah, I just never need it atlases. ever again. Yeah. I, my buddy Ethan, who I mentioned before because of his drug problems, <laughs> um, was just hanging out with me the other night, and I don't know. He sounds like a white guy. He's probably fine. <laughs> he is. He's fine. Um, he's been sober for a long time. He's doing very well. Thanks for asking. And he was he's about to marry this Ukrainian girl and I'm like all right where is she from what's Ukraine like and we're like have her take the little slab pocket computer out stick it on the table and look at her building on a satellite map and see like you know what her urban environment's like and what yeah, surrounds that's some it enemy of the state it's amazing shit going it's on right there. enemy of the state <laughs> shit exactly i it's and even that i was like wow i just feel like there hasn't been like I remember being blown away by real audio. The first time I saw the first time I heard like streaming audio going over the internet, I was like, "Whoa. That is categorically different than anything that has happened well, before in my experience." I mean, which, I was blown away by the first thing I heard on a sound blaster. I think I think it was Wing Oh Commander. yeah, yeah, the fucking opening the the orchestra warming up from Wing from the intro cutscene to Wing Commander. Yeah. Yeah, like the first time you connected to a BBS I was super into that. Sure. I got like hooked on it immediately and it yeah. began to seem mundane, but other people thought it was cool. I remember that. The internet just kind of crept up, you know? Cuz like, well, I mean, maybe not. Maybe the internet didn't creep up for people who didn't get into it like pre-web. Right? Because it didn't look like much pre-web. But early on it was really like I had, I had one year of internet before yeah, me too. before Mosaic and it was like you know, okay. Muds. There's like Mostly I found this. What I did yeah, was muds, muds, and like I found this gopher site where you yeah. can look at, you can find the lyrics to any "They Might Be Giants" song you want to look at the lyrics. And to. I loved, and I loved that shit yeah. because I had been a BBS guy, and it used to be really hard to find big piles of text files. Yeah, that you couldn't had find all anything the stuff you in wanted. particular on a BBS, yeah. right? right? No, but you yeah. took the coolest thing they had and yeah. downloaded it, and you went. And you and liked it. It was uphill both ways. You fucking liked it. Like because that was it. That was it. You had this one 16 color JPEG of some tits. And you jerked off to it because what the fuck else were you gonna do? Yeah. Talk to girls? That's what your Commodore sixty four. Well, you probably, fun. you probably, you probably talked to girls in high school on BBSs. You know? Oh yeah, <laughs> just on BBSs. Yeah, I mean, you're um, so much better prepared for these podcasts than I am because you brought the booze bottle yeah. into, oh, the, into room. the room. Would so you I'm like? Gonna, I'm, no, I'm gonna go get the scotch because that rye does a number on me. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll mark it and take a break. The next question's for you anyway. Lords of Whiskey Dick. Lords, Lords of Whiskey Dick. Uh, that was a Tracy said the worst Tracy Lords porn ever. She just, she had to grab the broomstick because uh, because Ron, Jer- Ron Jeremy Dick. just couldn't perform. Yeah. She did. She had a half. She had a splintered half broomstick which she duct taped to uh, <laughs> to Harry Reem's melted old cock, and they shot that fucker. Because yeah, the show must go were, on. They were professionals back God in the day. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Riley37 says, How can I talk with goth girls? <laughs> You're asking, why are you asking me? Yeah, exactly. Come on. 
Well, that was it. That was all the questions we had for you. You ready to talk? <laughs> you ready to talk about some KOL shit that you have no idea what anybody's talking about? Yeah, I'll provide color commentary. Okay. I have not played recently. Huh. I'm trying to get this sixth album done. How's that going? Slow as balls. Yeah. But it'll get done. It'll get done this year. What's your yeah? That's your that's your deadline. That's my deadline, and then spring tour with it. That's my plan right now. Cool. But maybe I'll start like selling it before Christmas. So it's got some songs on it. It'll have some. It'll have several. Songs about nerd shit? Um, no, songs about fairy tales, actually. Oh, good. All of the songs are story songs adapted from fairy tales. Nice. So, a little slightly different direction. This any, time uh, any notable guest artists that you can reveal at this juncture? Um, are you filking? Is that what's happening here? Uh, that's my response to that, <laughs> okay. because... You've just revealed a terrible vulnerability in my plan <laughs> because uh, it could quite readily readily be compared to filking. But uh, but wow. fl- it, that you belch because flipping flipping Kevin off doesn't come across. Doesn't, right. doesn't work in audio. How am I going to leverage that embarrassment into increased exposure for my well, it's record? Not, it's not first, filking. First, like, first song should be okay. about filking. Was, so was Led Zeppelin filking? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, seriously? No. Jethro Tull? No. Totally. No, they were those, okay. those are some of no, the biggest listen. filk <laughs> bands in history. Listen. Filking. What, was, what is it that I... Oh, uh, God. I forget what my canonical, like, this is what filking is. It was like something like weird Star Trek parody. Ah, uh, fuck. I can't remember... It's uh, never mind. Jesus Christ, that was a terrible. That was a terrible bit because I don't remember. You don't remember anything? No, I don't remember. It's like when you, it's like when you sit around and play the theme from Cheers on a mandolin or something. Like, nah, it wasn't. No, no, that wasn't it. No, it was the opening theme. The opening theme song from Coach. (laughs) Except instead of playing it on a high school marching band, you you play it on like a band of Irish jackoffs at your local pub. What, what was it? My dipshit beardo friends. This is our band. My dipshit beardo friends. My dipshit beardo friends. It's gonna be yeah, pretty yeah. good. All MDBF, right. So, MDBF. so what? Uh, what notable filkers are guest artists <laughs> on your new album? Uh, well, I'll reveal some of them. Um, Kid Koala, the DJ, oh, wow. okay. is on there. Um, I heard him on, open for Radiohead. Oh yeah? yeah, he's great. I love that guy. And he uh, he's on uh, the song. Made from uh, the fairy tale, the boy who left home to discover what fear was, mm. which I'm, which I think is a Hans Christian Andersen is the oh, most. Oh, I thought it was based on popular Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I don't know what that is. What the Filkers are going to sing about? Yeah, no, yeah. it's it, it's. Yep. Um, so that I know that fairy tale because of Mary, because of Shelley Duvall's um, Mary Shelley Duvall, not Mary Shelley. <laughs> But rather Shelley Duvall's mm, Scotch, um, because of Shelley Duvall's fairy tale theater from when we were kids, ah, and they had a I fantastic didn't... adaptation called "The Boy Who Left Home to Find Out About the Shivers," which had uh, 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 Frank Zappa in it as a hunchback. Anyway, okay, Koala is one of them. Um, Jean Grey is going to be on the record, who's a rapper who I adore. She's going to play evil Goldilocks. In, in my Goldilocks, um, Goldilocks is this like scary story told to child bears at night. Oh, nice. So have you reached the point of your like career where lot. you're basically writing children's books? Is that This is like a children's record. Yeah. This is a children's appropriate record. Like I'm not reducing the vocabulary or sentence okay. complexity at all. 
but uh, there will be but no, you're not no talking, cussing. So, not well, talking it's, about it's Poontang. Like parents, no Poontang. The way that you normally just <laughs> never shut up about Poontang. I, you know, records. the last song, last album had a song about trying to avoid Poontang on it. Did it was it? quite explicit yeah. with sex things in it. Okay. You could play it on your podcast if you want. I feel like oh, you should uh, call just once. I got permission. Just once, I don't wanna hump tonight. Why can't we hang out and talk? Pie is a delightful treat. Ooh, let's share a slice together. Then you and I can say goodnight and wander into a dream. Just once, I don't want to kiss and hug tonight On the rug by the side of some firelight Glass of wine, soft music, the whole nine yards You shuffle Kama Sutra, illustrated tarot cards You sing, tough luck, oh buddy, this is your fate Then you render prediction that you and I ought to make it It'll be great, you point out, it always is So I should take off my clothes so you can give me the biz I say, Ms. Please, Terry, this is for a spell You know that you're my very number one, Mademoiselle And I'm luckier than I can describe To have a woman of your caliber ever give me the eye Still try to see it from my position You have such a high sexiness coefficient Though the flesh is real and my spirit is weak I keep imagining an evening when I don't get freaked Just once, I don't wanna hump tonight Why can't we hang out and talk? Pie is a delightful treat Slice together Then you and I Can say goodnight and wander into a dream In the handicap soft minimum Before the previews roll Then the popcorn hole in the bottom Subtleties, these are not em. The keys, glad I brought them You're cuffing yourself to the custodial closets Utility shelf, utility melts into purpose I play the warden one more time You're inordinately fine now By my measurements, you've had a few O's Why don't we just treasure it? Cuddle and rub noses Put clothes on and on and don't stop till we're totally clad Then my soul could be glad To have a moment in your company Without all the moans Maybe replenish some ATP Settle our bones Dulcet tones Share feelings, ideas, and views How come you want me for my body When my brain is so huge? Just once I don't wanna hump tonight Why can't we hang out and talk? Pie is a delightful treat Ooh, let's share a slice together Uh, you should build this as like a, the modern version of like parents playing um, Mozart to their kids, right? Because it's it's going to increase their vocabularies. It's going to increase gonna... their cultural literacy. Yeah.
It's going to teach them a lot about the 1980s Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. And if you love filking this rap album's for yeah, you, yeah, right. let's, I'm going to put yeah. you in charge of marketing. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I will sell both of those copies. <laughs> um, who else? Oh, the uh, the Marxist rapper Soul from Colorado is on there, along with um, Adam Warrock. They are both on the Emperor's New Clothes track. Nice. I'm the tailor. Um, I think I know Adam Warrock as a visual artist and not as a... I might be confusing that name with some other name. The name you're thinking of is Adam Warlock, which is a Marvel Comics character. Uh, no, I'm Maybe. I'm not a filker. I know you thought that you were coming into a safe space for filking, but believe me, it is not one. <laughs> this is a hostile environment. Yes, this is for in everything fact, I'm a trying hostile to do. environment for for all filk. So Adam plays the emperor, and Soul plays the the rabble. Sort of it's like possible that I've said fairy tale land. What is this shirt? And Emily said this is an Adam Warrock shirt. There you go. But it is. It. I thought. I assumed uh, that she meant that Adam Warrock was, was the, the visual designer. artist, sort and, of, as opposed to it being a. He's a nerd rapper. That's it's that sort of badass blue like a, one with the like, lady like a, on it. Oh, huh. Now I feel like maybe this is a guy with a, the, a sort of a gas mask silhouette, dead tree. Maybe I might be confusing two different yeah, shirts. I, think, I don't. I think you're confusing that with a different shirt. Okay. Because I'm pretty yeah. sure the Adam Warrock shirt actually says Adam Warrock on it. Oh, okay. Okay. Although he also probably has a few shirts. Anyway, he's on there with Saul. Is he wearing a shirt? <laughs> I don't know. We were working remotely. Um, oh, so did you guys like send tracks back and forth? Through, yes. Through the mail. Through the through the post. <laughs> That's exactly what we do. Okay. E- email and Dropbox. FTP. Dropbox is a fucking godsend for collaboration. Super useful. It's great. Do you pay for it? Do you have the? I have accumulated so many free bump ups that I haven't had to turn oh, on. Last, right, because you, te- uh, you tell dudes you you. I you put it on Twitter. Work. I yeah, was like, everybody feed fan. me yeah. free shit. Yeah, um, shit, man. That I, worked. I gotta, yeah, you didn't even think of that. I gotta start doing that. Yeah. I'll bump you up to about like twenty gigs for yeah. free. Um, I just pay the ten bucks to get a hundred. Yeah. Last time I paid the ten bucks for several months, and that's how we did the record. Um, and we haven't gotten into the like the heavy data part of the production cycle yet, so I might have to do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll keep using it because it is that much easier than FTP. I feel like I with. could get away with having twenty gigs, but I would have to spend more time curating it than that ten dollars a month was worth to yeah. like make sure that if somebody shares something with me and I don't need it anymore, that I delete my yeah, my end of it. I suddenly had like an extra twenty thirty percent. On my drive, I was like, what happened? And then I had noticed that Gabi had deleted all of the shit that we'd been working on together. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess we didn't need that, but, huh. Yeah. And then, but, you know, it's probably I love he, I love Gabi very dearly, but never assume that he will do correct data curation sure. Uh, <laughs> sure. things. <laughs> yeah, I, had, I think I had, responsibility I had downloads for, for almost everything. Mm, good. Yeah, I think good. I did, too. Yeah. Uh, so Wack wrote a bunch of questions, a uh, bunch of mechanic stuff. Uh, say I have a juju mask with plus 50% weapon damage intrinsic and a novelty belt buckle for plus 30, and I get hit by a curse of weakness by one of those damn skeletons uh, for minus 50%. How is my weapon damage calculated? Uh, well, it's just uh, it just subtracts 50% from your bonus. Um, I don't know what happens if it gets negative. negative. Yeah. yeah, I don't either. I mean, I, I assume that the could math be, would just Could you work attack out. monsters and give them hit points? I think there For are cases there where, yeah, yeah, that that is happening. Yeah, it shouldn't be, and it might be displaying that you're giving them hit points, but it wouldn't, I think, actually give them. Fuck, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't either. 
that code is so old. And then we just randomly do crazy shit. Like, hey, let's let these dudes curse you and give you minus. We started, yeah, we started doing all sorts of weird stuff. Minus 20 with spell this, this newest dungeon that we put out into the world. What is it? Let's talk Dread about Sylvania. Dread Sylvania. Dread Sylvania? Yeah, Dread Sylvania. Like yeah. Ex- the experience of Dread or the hairstyle of Dread? Uh, uh, a little bit of both. <laughs> a little bit of both. Got it. Here, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, you, got, you guys uh, shoot the breeze while I pull up some pictures that I will show right. you oh, so you yeah, have an idea. Some art. Yeah. There might even be some, some dreaded uh, skeletons, maybe? Zombies. So, Kevin, I have a question. I mean, yes. hot stuff, I have a question. Um, yes, Fontaine. How well trafficked is that little section of the world that you guys let me oh, design? Oh, the map. Uh, we don't know. That's like, we don't keep statistics on that. Oh, really? Yeah. That's neat, because that's like the real world. There's nobody keeping track yeah. of where you walk around yeah. and how many folks were there, unless they have some special We could reason. probably say, you know, the, we did it as one of those sort of limited time things. Um, so it, you had to you had to spend some meat to unlock it every time. So it's, it's going to be less well-trafficked than the free stuff anyway. Sure. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think all of those things were fairly well invested in because people knew they were going away so they they kind of stocked up i bought like a thousand of those records good so if anybody needs to get in there <laughs> you hassle me on kol maybe i will work something out nerf floor snub double that's my name yeah um so anyway this is oh, this is what the, the outside right. of it looks like and there's a, you know there's a lot of like uh a lot of little monsters yeah. and stuff a lot of bad guys a lot of uh a lot of ghosts and zombies and shit uh, but then Wack uh, goes on to ask a Hobopolis question. How many hobos does a scare hobo kill? Wiki slash spading seems to say it's between six and ten. Uh, also, how many hobos does a six-man ban kill, and how many hobos need to subsequently be killed for the tent to reopen? I'm trying to work out if it's possible to fail at a hamster run through nothing but bad RNG. I'm happy to post my findings if you can provide the data. Do you remember if it's possible to fuck up a hamster run through bad RNG? I don't remember. I I think we... That means you've done optimal play, but you still can't but get it. But you still can't get it, yeah. I, I feel like we would have probably made it just Super barely unlikely. work yeah. if you had the worst possible die rolls. But even then, I don't think... Yeah, I'm not sure. Optimal play is a multiplayer endeavor, right? You're, that's you In and Hobobolis, your, your yeah. clan we, buddies yeah. coordinating. We are uh, slaves to um, numbers that we like, so... We design things a lot around having things that are yeah. 11 or 1100. 11, 23, 37 thing. And so it's... Sometimes 42. And so. that happened to work out pretty well in Hobopolis, but I yeah. don't know that we went back and tuned things to make... Why 37? Heinz fit. varieties? Uh, no, 37 uh, dicks in a row. I sucked 37 oh, dicks. Right, in right, the, right. Yeah. Blow jobs. <clears throat> Blow jobs. Also, Parking because it, it, it honestly works out really well because... 1137 113337 69 is a good it's a really good progression it's a, like it's a good progression like there's a, like it's it's different than just you know 10 25 50 100 or whatever but it's got the same sort of feel to it Does in terms of super ball number field go up to 69 should we go play those numbers for the 400 and Oh yeah, I don't know. Million dollar. I, well, none of us are California residents, can we? Are we allowed to play yeah, the lottery? I thought Powerball was a the national oh. one. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Let's go downstairs and buy some. Plus, I think you can play, play the, drawing, the local lotteries anyway. The drawing was yesterday. What? Yeah. What? This is a Thursday show. I don't know when. Uh, oh, this actually gets aired. Okay. You scared me. I thought I wasn't going to go be able to completely. I, the waste drawing. $3. The drawing is today. I don't know when. Yeah. It, it might already be too late. Oh shit! If it's today, yeah, it's probably it's too, too late. late. I don't well, know. I've, I've never bought an actual now, if lottery. If your KOL ticket. numbers came up as 
the $400 million winner. I feel like whenever it gets this high, it tends to get five or ten winners, right? Always. Because so many yeah. people buy. Yeah. yeah, fuck that. I don't know. It's, I'm not even going it, it to. I'll get out of bed for $90 million. Come on. Let's see. Not a question, continues Whack. The unkillable skeleton and Count Druncula, I call them Uncle and Drunkle. Yeah, that's pretty good. Sure. Pretty good. Uh, Canifry40 says, What do I need to fight Riff's beard on hard mode? Uh, what do you need? Like a bird egg? Yeah. And um, How about a Mach 3? Okay, yeah. A Mach 3. Yeah. Not a turbo, though. No. He doesn't go in for any of that lavender aloe-scented lubricant strip bullshit. Some fancy crap. Uh, how goes work on the con item, if you've started work on it? We had like a 10-minute conversation about it on a conference call where we determined what kind of thing it was going to be. That's right. work. Yeah, that's work. I mean, so we... we the groundwork has been laid, yeah, so ten, to speak. <laughs> ten minutes of groundwork has been laid. Uh, Druncula, discuss his countiness. Who themed him? The third factoid is really, really awesome. I thought the second factoid was better on him, <laughs> actually. And I don't remember what it was. Oh, right. It was that Count Druncula's car does not have a nickname, but its trunk is nicknamed Count Druncula. Um, Because men don't nickname their cars. You ever had a car with a nickname? Yeah. Oh. My van had a had a name. Uh, okay. Not a nickname, but a well, name. Well, it was just a name. What was it? Vanna. Okay. Because my was, car's, my car's name was Otto. O-T-T-O. Okay. Thinking along the same lines. Yeah. Okay. All right. Emily made me nickname my, my car, and it's Airwolf. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. You know, it's black. Sure. And I kind of wanted to get the Knight Rider thing across the front and the and the vanity license plate Airwolf just so I could be like Would it be Airwolf Ernest or Klein? would it be well, yeah, would it be like Ecto, Road Ecto. Wolf. <laughs> Road Wolf. Well, speaking, no, it would be the Knight Rider with Airwolf. Speaking of Knight Rider. Have you guys seen one of the self-driving Google cars yet? No. Those like, things out on the road or? do not have bulletproof tires. They oh, do not shit. have a red light bouncing from left to right across the grill in the Lame. front. They don't They talk. do not speak in a British accent. I know, actually, I can't They do that. not, in later seasons, have some little weird flaps and shit that pop out of it to make it go faster. <laughs> have you ever seen one drive into a van while it was moving? They did, no. They did demonstrate the feasibility of that on Alameda once on Mythbusters. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, drove, they were like, can you actually drive a car into a van? And yeah, you just totally can. But apparently it's trivial. Yeah, it's like not <laughs> nice. hard at all, and it's Spy pretty safe. Hunter and Night Rider. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Totally... Totally Canonical. verified. <clears throat> yeah. uh, carbohydrate cudgel is OP. Please nerf. Yeah, you know, we barely ran these fucking skills from Dreadsylvania past anyone. I don't think I even told Hot Stuff what they did. Yeah. Not, They've had no evaluation for balance at all. So this was literally just some stuff that I shat out onto a grid on graph paper at a cafe in the mountains of Arizona and then coded. So get them while they're hot, kids. Yeah, exactly. That Dude, shit's that shit going down. Yeah. In other news, this dungeon is awesome. I'm loving killing things for kisses. Who came up with the idea behind Dreadsylvania again? Oh, that was all me, Cannon Fire. You know, you know who to lay that praise on. <laughs> um, I mean, really, sort of the players came up with the idea for it because after the, Shh. after well. the procedurally generated sword, which was also my idea. Uh, everybody was like, oh man, if there's ever any stinky bugbears, they better watch out for my shit. Oh, if we ever get invaded by hot vampires, they better watch out for my sword. And then I was like, we should make a thing where there are those things. I wonder if stinky anybody... Stinky bugbears and hot vampires? Yeah. Okay. And that, well, that's and that's well, there's bugbears, the werewolves, thing. vampires, ghosts, zombies, and skeletons of every element. Ah, uh, got it. Okay. Um, yeah. 
You wonder if what? Well, I wonder if anybody has pulled out their procedurally generated sword or if those are... Some people... I have heard people say that because we realized, well, okay, so these things are all like 100 damage against skeletons and then the skeletons all have 9,000 hit points. Right. So we put in that potion that is very... It will get cheaper. It will seem cheaper as people get more of the Krugerrands. Uh, the currency... Speaking of a dad joke, yeah. uh, the, the currency in this scary area is uh, Freddy Krugerrands. Oh, Jesus Christ. Pretty dad joke. <laughs> It's a pretty dad joke. We have also to get there, you have to jump over a fucking shark, apparently, because the shit is over. Um, yeah, so that there's that potion that multiplies your specific monster damage bonuses by five, three, maybe three, one of the two. Three shall be the number of the multiplier, and the number of the multiplier shall be three. Uh, Falls from Sky Avatar Potion, please. I don't want to have to get another Avatar form and request him. Edit. Actually, I got an Avatar form and submitted this. Eh, that's probably fine. Uh, how opposed would you be to making all the Dreadsylvania bosses drop Avatar Potions? They all have sweet art. Well, none of them would fit inside an Avatar. That's the problem. Right. Yeah, I mean, We don't actually edit the art if it's not going to fit. And also, the bosses are not so much... Like bosses don't generally get avatar forms. Yeah, it's only it's only special like standard. Sorry, non-special monsters really. Uh, let's see. Second to lastly, would you be okay with making players able to get more than one Drunkula's Bell uh, slash Great Wolf's Lice slash Ghost Scissors? They sell for twenty one three hundred and thirty seven meat, which makes them a nice pull in softcore, but you can't stock up on them, which is sad. Please, yeah. See, I think you didn't know that you made them dictionary replacements when they weren't when you didn't realize that they were those unique things. They had auto sell values because anything that you can only distribute one of to a person from a clan dungeon has to have an auto sell value so that there's something that you can do with it from I the see. loot distribution system if no one is eligible for it. Um, so you can just auto sell it straight from there into the coffer. Um, so yeah, I don't... The problem with them is that they are items with an identity, right? Like, you, once you've used it, once you can't use it again, and the game doesn't really know how to tell the difference between one that you've used and one that you haven't. And so to avoid that cognitive dissonance on the player's, on the player's side, we just don't let you have more than one of them. Right. So it's like, oh, I can't use this because I already used it. I'm, I'm still kind of okay with it being a limited quantity dictionary replacement. Yeah, though. me too. Because it's renewable... And there are others. It's not It's right. not like they're the only thing in the world that you can use that as a pull for. Uh, also, you said on the 8.5 show that the Zombie Homeowners Association unlock is on the wiki. This isn't actually true. Nobody succeeded in contacting that one clan, so nobody knows other than them. Also, the kill in that clan was performed by a dev. I did not realize that. So, yeah, it's still not found, and people are still poking for it, which is great. Yep. I, did, I did tell them today that everything that you need is within Dreadsylvania so that's a thing that might help a little bit the way that the bosses work is you can you get to a boss at the end and there's special conditions that can turn it from sort of a standard sort of hard boss fight into a particularly hard hard mode boss fight uh -huh. and those hard modes have like extra things that they drop and sure. stuff but they're and they're, they're the ways that you do those tougher. are a little bit puzzly and not um, all of them have been discovered. Yeah, one of them. One of them, I just kind of wasn't thinking, and I made it way harder to stumble onto right. than the others. And so it's been it's been neat seeing people mess with that. King Bobson says, "How long did it take you to make Dreadsylvania? If you suddenly got the urge to make another clan dungeon, would it take longer or shorter? Do you have any half finished clan dungeons in the works? Have the numbers you've been seeing higher since the dungeon was released? Well, I mean, yeah. The, I don't. I haven't looked at money, but the." concurrency numbers are definitely yeah a hundred or two hundred people higher at a time which is great um 
So it took, I had been thinking about it a lot for probably a month, and then I disappeared into a hotel in Prescott for four days and produced... April? Yeah, it was the beginning of April, I think, is when I... I, I just I looked on my phone to see when I sent in fact I will look on my phone right now to see when I sent the text message to CD Moyer that was a photograph of all of the uh, all of the design documentation. the design doc I made and this this was sort of uncharacteristic I made a very comprehensive design document for it which I don't normally do May 3rd okay, uh, so early May so yeah I like I basically after we finished the April item of the month, I disappeared, designed the whole thing, more or less down to the individual item, which is not the way that we normally do this. Um, then I came back and I spent a couple weeks on it myself, just like making all of the things and coding up all the non-combats. Like I was like, oh, I'll spend a day and I'll code up all these non-combats. And then it ended up taking like two weeks to, to just do it, to make those things actually function. Um, and then there was like a period of two or three weeks where you were waiting on me for stuff and I was sick. Yeah, you got sick and removing and stuff. And so that, that just sort of slowed everything down. And then we ended up having to do a couple of items of the month in between. Like big, we did big as the challenge path so that it would work. I was like, all right, well, here's what we do. We do big as a challenge path so that we can get people into the sea and we just, this clan dungeon that I've been tossing around, we just release it during big. We just sit, fucking do it. Just, it shouldn't take us that long. Just do it. And that ended up being a little slower than I thought. I was hoping that there would be more time while that challenge path was in season that Dreadsylvania would be new and exciting. But um, I you think know, it's fine. fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's fine. Um, so what? It was like May, J- June, July. And then did we we got it done in July, right? It was very mm-hmm. end of July. So yeah. three months, which was half as much time as Obopolis took. But... There was also like what, like ten days in the middle where we had no internet access, and yep. and a couple of weeks where we just things were just stalled out in general. Yeah. Now, do you guys run local servers so that you can test develop? It no, we have a we have the dev server, which is like its own front end, but it's on the same live database. So we just have a bunch of things that are like in the database, like triggers for whether this is available to the public or just available on dev mm-hmm. or not, and like a lot of the scripts just have like. If which box equals dev, then do this. Otherwise, so you can't do, that. do anything when there's no internet. Yeah, right. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Yeah, no. Yeah, that was pretty rough. Um, so I mean, when, when, and yeah, stuff. and we we got so we had some we had a, a friend who worked at this outfit called Tiny Spec that makes made a game called Glitch that didn't really go anywhere, but uh, they they had some they had some internet at their office and they let us work there for a couple days when we were in a bind yeah. on the item of the month. Um. If we had the urge to make another one, I don't know. We do have some half-finished. So there are some conceptually half-finished ones in my head. And then there are... There is one very, very partially implemented one. Right. um, That is... It has just been flailing around for years for sort of somebody to take the lead creatively. And I feel like that just ends up always having to be me. And because I haven't... I haven't really felt the muse on it. The way that I did on this one, it was like, all right, well, this will just be three zones. And, like, this feels to me so much smaller than Hobopolis. But I guess it's just not. I mean, not really. Yeah, and I don't know. It's 
because part of it is is the the flavor and part of it is also the like numbers of items and and situations and stuff that you can get into like i feel like it's it's not nearly as as small as you might sort of first feel like right i mean i guess that's because there was a point when i had the whole thing in my head right when it wasn't like a thing that we were developing the ideas of collaboratively and that I was having to kind of synthesize all these things and look at it from all these different angles. Like this just was a thing that I shat out onto like 16 sheets of paper and then it was just, all right, well now we have to just make this. Right. Right. It just, I don't know, maybe it just seems less impressive to me because of how close I was to it. Uh, the clan trophy for the hot dog stand says uh, King Bobson uh, continuing is very nice are you planning on adding more clan trophies in the future is the hot dog eating contest the first step towards revamped clan PvP um thanks maybe and no <laughs> I think um in general, side quests are fun and have great content and rewards. However, speedrunners don't do them as a rule. Is that the direction you hope to take them in? Would you ever consider making a side quest that gave a speedy reward? An example of this would be the Canadian quest ending with Marty's friends building the bridge over the Orc Chasm for you, or the Merkin Temple sinking the mysterious island and bypassing the entire level 12 quest when completed. So the problem with doing that is that suddenly those things, which are just optional and out of the way, have to be balanced. Because right. if, if it comes down to like a die roll where the Marty quest is half the time 10 turns shorter than the Orc Chasm and half the time 10 turns longer, that would be a thing that you had to do as a speed player, but you would just hate us and bitch about it until we fixed it, uh, which might take years and everybody would be unhappy in the interim. So I'm not too worried about it. The Marty quest would be interesting because it would be compelling to go... It would be a reason to go that moon sign. Right. Well, you guys could balance some of these side quests so that, like, I mean, if they... The turn counts were comparable. Yeah, we if could. they were sometimes... I mean, you really, you just have to come up with the number. You would just have to come up with the number. You wouldn't really have to change the side quest except for the very, very end of it. The, you the just trick say, is like, like, this skips that. Some, and, of the, some of the side quests would lend themselves well to it, but some of them wouldn't, like, because they're based on item drops right and if you the spread is what matters right yeah. like things things with high variability from run to run yeah. tend to fuck up the heads of people who are concerned with optimal play because they don't want they don't want whether they get on a leaderboard or not to come down to luck and so the the sore point in any run is always the thing that is most swingy dependent on the whims of the rng right and it's nice for us to be able to design side stuff like all right this is not a core ascension quest so it can just be fun it doesn't have to be like this right. tightly controlled experience right so because all of the core ascension stuff is predictable within two or three turns how well there's a couple there are a few there are a few outliers that are the current sore thumbs but generally that's how it goes is that people get happier with stuff the more tightly we sort of tune hmm. the high-end traversal of it okay you know i mean people don't want no variability there is just there is a lot of friction about how much variability is the right amount of variability right you know how much unpredictability is fun versus how much does it sort of eliminate the effect of skill. So the thing that seems fun to me is that you're like gambling. You're like, all right, I could do or I have to do Orc Chasm, but I have the option to skip it. Right. And it might take me 
It's pretty likely to take me eight more turns than doing the orchasm, sure. but maybe I'm going to luck out and do it in six less. But the problem with that would be everyone at the very top of the boards hit yeah. that lucky roll. Yeah, exactly. And no, and if you and, didn't... And the fact that there would be six of those rolls per ascension, and then you have to get six really lucky rolls all strung together to get to the top leaderboard role. And then the person at the top of the leaderboard is seen more as a more as a luck haver than a right. than a successful optimizer. I think that that's overstated because I think that skill is is a tremendous determiner. Not, you know, skill in the sense of knowledge is a tremendous determiner compared to RNG, but the perception is the problem, right? And the and the perception is what creates the complaining, and the complaining is what creates the sort of like bad feelings. Yeah, general general like sort of aura of dissatisfaction with it. And so it's and this 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 has made me sad at the times when it has become really clear to me that it's what's going on. But like running something like this is as much sort of politicking as it is actually balancing a thing because mm. you can make changes that if it had been like that from the beginning everyone would love it nobody would have ever complained right it just right. would have been objectively better than 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 but the change itself is a thing that you really have to wrap in a lot of sugar to get people to accept it because there is just this perceptual bias against change you know which is that's we're, we're it's like not like the people who feel that way are bad it's like I fucking hate Windows 7, you know? <laughs> and this is like Do you? Do you still wish you were a rockin' XP? Well, every time I every time I set up a computer, I have to like very painstakingly recreate this grayscale value curve on the scanner software to okay. get the art that I do on a Windows 7 machine to scan the same way as the art that I do on all of my XP machines before using the default XP scanner software settings, which are just gone in Windows 7. Like you can't recreate that file once and keep copying it around. Nah, it's it's just not really. We, I've just got a screenshot of the curve and I just reproduce it. Got it. It's okay. and it's like I don't. I probably could if I knew where that config file was stored, but it, I don't even know if it's Windows software or Canon software that's running because it's just it's like a weird thing that's in the middle of the Twain stack huh. in right. Windows, and I just I have no idea. Like it, there's nowhere that there's like a shortcut to the scanner software. It's a thing that gets invoked whenever some photo program calls the API to open whatever the default scanner device is. Right. So it's just it's just goofy. Like and it's just basically like I've been happily using Windows XP to do my job for a really long time and when things disrupt that workflow, sure. it doesn't matter how much better they are, it fucking slows me down and I have to spend all this time learning yeah. learning how to do the exact same thing that I was doing. And I, I understand why people get upset when we change things that were fine to them before. Got it. You know? Um, has has like has a Reaper ever gotten like changed a version number and then suddenly you're like, oh, God damn it. When they went to four there was some interface changes, but I was like, Oh, this is how it is, I better learn it real quick. Huh. And so you're younger, you're younger at heart than I am. I am I'm, I'm like a fucking dad <laughs> who gets mad about it's this stuff. It's just like that's how it's gonna be from now. That's that was my attitude with Windows eight. It's like uh, I got frustrated for a couple of minutes and I was like, but it's going to be like this from now on. Like every new computer I have is going to be this or later version of Windows. Do you so. stick with a single computer or do you have multiple machines? 
I've pretty much always got a desktop and a laptop. Okay. And I learned this time, ugh, just this time in doing Windows 8, I learned instead of holding having folders full of all of my dozens of plugins that I use for making these records, that I would, as I installed stuff, I just wrote a text file of exactly what each of the mm. things was and what the process was uh -huh. for installing it, like how... I won't use the word like key gen or anything like that because <laughs> that surely doesn't apply to my workflow, but all the things you might need to do to install right, these little right. pieces of software. And I just had the list and then I upgraded the laptop and I just had the list. I'm like, all right, this from that folder, this from that one, that one. And it's because it's like some old ones and a bunch of newer ones. And there's like a bunch of versions of all these plugins right. and oh, it was so much easier. And if I have to set someone else up or if a computer dies or it's just going to be like, Right. It's going to be an hour's work instead of an evening's work. I did finally buy the compression that we use because they started selling it individually as opposed to part of a $9,000 plug-in That package. was a rough price point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, WVO Quinn says, By my count, this, the head of the Zombie Homeowner Association marks the sixth female boss other than the Naughty Sorceress. Can you name the other five? Okay, so I accidentally got spoiled on this list in another thread, I think, or somebody quoted you and didn't spoil it. The ones that I could name off the top of my head were uh, The Sorceress, Felonia, and Stella. Okay. So... Did you think of Mother Slime? I didn't. Okay. I didn't. Um, but you clearly did. Yeah. The other, the, the, the other couple that people have come up with, I was a little surprised yeah. by. Yeah, but. so Yogurt is female. Right. And I think that was it, wasn't it? The, well, Agri... Agri... Jag. Oh, yeah. It's also... The, the seal, seal nemesis. Yeah. I didn't... I feel like I did not make that monster female, and that's... Oh. Uh, it, well, it's it's weird because it's got both pronouns, but then it has... Oh, because baby. it's like a surprise that it's... Right, okay. All right. Uh, lots of Phil says, can you guys discuss your design considerations for the new dungeon? In particular, I'm wondering about how much more multiplayer cooperation seems necessary in the new one than in previous ones. Also, things like how you decided to make items slash options one per instance or ten per instance, along with making all the non-combats just one per instance per character. Uh, was there something you didn't like in the way Hobopolis or SlimeTube turned out that made you want to make a much more multiplayer zone this time around? Again, I felt... I felt like it was insufficiently multiplayer compared to the other ones, and so I just went, did a little bit extra, but apparently made something that everybody thinks is 10 times as multiplayer as the, the previous stuff. So I mean, there's, stuff, there's I, a couple of specifically like concurrent actual multiplayer moments, and then there's a bunch of like, a muscle class has to do this, and a mist class has to do that. And, and yeah. you know, like, I guess I guess I hadn't I hadn't thought of that as being as multiplayer. inherently multiplayer, but it is. Like, and I think part of this again is that a lot of the people that are playing this dungeon are people that have been around since after Ascension, because way back in the early days of KOL, you know, you had to right only pastamancers could make noodle dishes, and right. only sorcerers could make the sauces, and only by collaborating could you make a fucking hell ramen. Right, it was like, right? like clans clans got together specifically to make and like distribute hell ramen, and it was like a big deal. And so I guess that stuff doesn't seem weird to us, right. and it does seem that way to somebody who did. I mean, and I would argue that one thing that takes three players and two things that take two players each is only very slightly more multiplayer than one thing that takes six players, How does which the, is what Hobopolis does. What is... I've done the... I've gotten pretty deep into the slime hole 
Mm -hmm. a number of times and that has just like a little bit it's just got what is the multiplayer aspect you got it only so many people can like it is only if you're doing for if it's only if you're going for like a super fast run to get the familiar that you get out of the bottom if you do a fast run there's something that five different people have to do in the the squeezing the alveol or squeezing the slime uvula or whatever right um and that just and that was especially just uh when it first came out because i think that just increases monster level which now you can there's enough you can get it yeah you don't need it anymore yeah um which was intentional this is not like a thing that we we just we put it there and we thought you know this will get easier and easier over the next five years as we add more plus monster level and we full-on knew that was going to happen and weren't worried about it so that was so uh how we decided to make items or options one per instance so the one the things that are one per instance that was based entirely on whether I felt the narrative supported, like, is this a thing that would still be there if somebody had taken one away? And some of them were, like, seed pods. You can get as many of those seed pods as you want because that's just a thing that's laying on the ground. But the amber jewel at the top, there's only one of those, and that's just because it seemed cooler that way. The things that were limited 10 per dungeon, that all came out as a result of testing because people were like, it is going to be way too easy to get way too many Krugerrands from these non-combat terminals by just whitelisting into other clans. Because, I mean, as it was, there was a behavior that we didn't exactly expect, which was people just willing to throw a bunch of money or meat at the solution, or at the the, yeah. the dungeons and just open There still are, and people feel like they're pulling one over on us by doing it now, but there was like, no, this was the very tame version of this exploit that we felt we were okay with. Right. Um... Because just opening up a whole bunch of these is just fucking good for the economy. Yeah, just sinking a bunch of just meat is destroying great. a million meat a pop is good. So keep doing anything you do. <laughs> anything you do that you think you're being sneaky and exploity that involves you just burning that much currency, knock yourself out. Um, the reason that the non-combats are once per instance per character is because you eventually gain the ability to just arbitrarily go to those non-combats whenever you want. So it couldn't. It you would have just had an a s- totally straight up effortless economy of like six Krugerrands per turn if you could do right. those more than once. And I felt it was more interesting to explore this thing where you there's a, there's a mechanism in the new dungeon where you can use this item to like sort of permanently remember where a non-combat is and so you can just go straight to that Mm non-combat in future instances of the dungeon which just made it so they had to be handled differently we i had to i was trying to figure out a way to make those more like a place than a thing that happens to you and if they are a place once you do something there it stays done and that that's just how that was i feel like i was pretty successful like i feel i feel like this I'm really proud of this dungeon, and I think it's, you know, I don't know. Somebody somebody asked, like, how does this dungeon compare to what you initially wanted? And it's like, it is exactly like what I wanted, and it is really gratifying to see that it's actually working. Um, Mokume says, the volume of work you guys put into this game continues to impress. Kudos, my selfish request is, I'm a big fan of prismatic damage just because it's fun. Any chance of getting a familiar and or permable spell that deals prismatic damage? Are there no skills that you can perm that do any prismatic damage? Yeah, I don't know. That seems like a thing we would have done at some point. I guess there aren't any familiars that do it. We have... Prismatic is a little bit of... Just a little bit of every element, yeah. 
We've done, we, we tend to make the occasional like sort of puzzle fight that relies on you having a lot of individual sources of damage. And so prismatic stuff cracks that open pretty quick. Um, it can, yeah. You know, I think it was, it was putting in a folder that does a prismatic damage shield. That was the first time that we'd done anything with that. And that's something that's in the current item of the month. I don't know that there's anything that does passive prismatic damage. And I don't know that there's any familiars, but there will be. I mean, that's exactly the kind of thing that we would do um and it, an unrelated selfish request the dungeon logs in the clan basement have just the three records one after the other and one long scroll any chance we could get jump to prompts for easier records browsing many thanks not sure each zone each zone inside one log or each yeah that's it kind of sucks the the logs were built for Hobopolis and the Slime Tube, which had five monsters and one monster in them, respectively, and they are really not cut out for a dungeon with 30 monsters in it. And so they get, you know, people are making Grease Monkey scripts to collapse them into something legible. Um, yeah, maybe that's fine. Maybe that's what that's for. Stinkoman87 says, do we use the new folders to actually hold pieces of paper? Do we use it to keep our maps safe? What about the strange leaflet or sheet music? Yeah, you can put it all in there. I don't care. Uh, Costanza Foss says, would you, would you kindly make the Manuel option icon? Ah, fuck. Would you kindly make the Manuel icon that pops up when you get a factoid link, uh, link to the Manuel page in the quest log? That is a pretty good idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You should, uh, say something while I copy that into dev so CD Moyer can see it. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, I think people are excited about the item of the month this time. What is it? It is a uh, an over-the-shoulder folder holder because it's ah. it's back to school time, um, <laughs> and by itself it doesn't really do anything, uh, but it allows you to store three folders in it, and the folders are scattered throughout the kingdom. You can find them either in a run, which is you know possible but unlikely, um, or you can sort of build up a supply of them, and then it remembers from ascension to ascension which folders are in it. So unlike a lot of stuff, it doesn't reset when you ascend. So you can pull this item, which has three, it's like a customizable accessory, basically, that you can decide what it's gonna do based on what you want it to do. There's stuff that helps, like farming in the sea, there's stuff that helps farming in Dreadsylvania, there's stuff that um, that is probably optimal for ascending and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's got a bunch of just very powerful but customizable enchantments available to it. Hmm. Um, like the... Uh... The sticker store. Yeah, Elverbrado is yeah, most yeah. customizable the same way. Except it's less sort of complicated to use than that, I think. Right. We've learned we've learned a little bit about interface design since that stuff. I've always held that up as a thing that I was pretty proud of, but I bet if I looked at it now I would think, ah, this is Elverbrado. This is inelegant. Yeah. Um, it's it's got a lot of flavor. I like that the word inelegant is such an elegant word. It is. Yeah. It's almost more elegant than elegant. Yeah, it's way more yeah. elegant than elegant. Uh, let's see. Costanza Foss says, Would you consider Axis flipping the icon for the horror category in the Manuel so it looks slightly different than Spooky? I know they both use Skull.Gyf, but if you changed it, then something like the Scary Clown would be doing this thing, looking left and then looking right with the skull. Gyf, yeah. Gyf is a new pronunciation of <laughs> GIF that I haven't heard it's yet. It's just our answer from many years back to where we fall on that particular Gyf. debate. Yeah. Um, which was, since we disagreed about how to pronounce it, we agreed that internally we would just say Gyf so that everyone was equally wrong. Nice. But we've, we've not really stuck to that. Huh. It's fucking Jif. The guy who... 
The guy says Jif. The guy says Jif, and that's and yet, it. Done. Done. I know, but he doesn't. Why does he get to redefine how you pronounce graphic? He doesn't. Oh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I, you know I, I like. I honestly just like Geif because we just know that it's yeah. It's you wrong. know, definitely it's wrong. wrong. But There's it's something not, to you that. You don't pronounce. You don't pronounce acronyms based on. The, I, w- I wish that I could think of some obvious it's not an acronym. It's counter an initialization. You're like you almost well, always do well, pronounce things. Now that, acronyms have to be words. GIF is a or GIF. But I mean, radar I is GIF. A, radar right. I think it's an ac- I think that's just an acronym. I think call it's, that an acronym because radar became a word. But usually acronyms are like you know, like think of an acronym <laughs> like MAD is an acronym because that's a word. Mothers against drunk driving. Yeah. So why isn't it MUD? It's not mothers against uh, drunk driving. It's because, mothers against. Because that's mud, an acronym, so you mud. so you pronounce it like the word yeah, that it's GIF is that it's imitating. GIFs an it's a initialization. <laughs> Eh. Eh. You get stuck eh. to the roof of your mouth. Biff. Uh, Dodgson says, was it a conscious design decision to make the free adventure function of the reanimated gnome marginally less powerful than the rifflet since the gnome doesn't have plus five pound equipment? You know, any question that you ask about whether it's deliberate that something is less powerful than some other thing because it doesn't have a, because it has an actual interesting piece of familiar equipment compared to a plus five pounds, probably not. It was not intentional. It's just that we always... We always make a cursory effort to make familiar equipment something other than just plus five pounds, unless it just makes no sense or we're in a real hurry, and then we make it plus five pounds. Um, so no, that was not it. Was not a conscious decision. That said, we we but, also try to make I sure also, that items are slightly different. From yeah, I also I it, it, I could imagine us making that decision consciously, and maybe we did. I mean, we, because often we will say, "All right, this is going to duplicate this old functionality, but we don't want to completely obsolete it." So maybe it is slightly less powerful. I mean, but the thing is, even with that, the reanimated gnome was more powerful as a riftlet than the riftlet was when it came out because there are so many more sources of plus familiar weight now. So I've got an idea for familiar equipment. Do it. Uh, I just came up with this. This was not a very good pitch, but um, it's like plus 20 pounds, but... If it's equipped for 15 adventures, that familiar dies. It's gone forever. Gone forever. Huh. Wow. Well, that's certainly a way to destroy a lot of very old investments. <laughs> Only if they fuck up. Yeah. Whose fault is it? Sure. I mean, that's wow. what that's what you say, and that's what I say. A little tiny guillotine. A really heavy, mm. a heavy tiny guillotine. Uh, yeah, awesome like shiny that. guillotine. Does a lot of prismatic damage from the light shining off the blade until... Th- Yep. Yeah. Or just or it doesn't even have to be the weight. It's something something cuz then like you're oh. you're there's a lot of sort of disposable familiars God. that you can get really easily. Let's fucking split the difference on wanting a thing that puts familiars back into larval form. We make an <laughs> item that is the head, the severed head and the headless torso of each old familiar. Yeah. Using this guillotine too long gives you at random one or the other. So you yeah. and then the, you meat paste them into the larval item. So you can you wow. can take a hand turkey out of your terrarium if you get one other lucky friend who also is willing to put the guillotine on the hand turkey to let his... Uh, and hope that you... And hope that you don't both roll parts. heads. It's a good idea. Yeah, it is. Jesus. Ah, man. See, guys, this is how... This is how all of the decisions that you hate get made. 
We drunk get drunk and do something radio. drunk because we think it would be funny. Uh, Spriteless says, now that the PvP revamped, the C and the new clan dungeon are out, what are you making in two weeks? <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, we've got an item of the month coming up, and then I guess it's time to start like doing level 11 tweaks, but what? there is nothing big the, on the horizon. Are you kidding? Am I? Challenge path? Oh, well, sure, 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 sure. But that's not... That's literally two weeks from the, it, it, from well, the end of those other well, things. one week from... But well, from it's today. one week from now. But, but no, I mean, it, those are... Those things are categorically different than challenge paths, right? Because they are not things that have Yeah, deadlines. because they, they're, they're like big, big deadlineless projects. There isn't yes. one. There really isn't. I mean, uh, just starting to, starting to beat level 11 into shape with yeah, the Yeah, we've of all got like individual little things that we're working on, I think. Would you consider, Spriteless continues, adding a potion <clears throat> or combat item that tunes a player's physical damage to elemental damage but doesn't protect against damage? That would let people make scare hobos without comboing with double ice, and there are so few combat items with cool uses. <sighs> yeah, I mean, that would have been a good thing for the lotion to do, hmm. to tune your damage but not give you the vulnerability or the immunity. Um so yeah, that's a pretty good idea. I, you know, as much as I hate to say this, JLE had a pretty cool idea. Uh, oh right, making the wads smith with basic weapons that eventually the wad burns out and it turns back. So you smith a meat sword with a hot wad, and it becomes a fiery meat sword that all of your physical damage gets tuned to hot. But then after twenty turns, you get the basic meat sword back. Right, or you get a Kentucky Fried meat sword because huh. that would be funny. That'd be funnier, yeah. Uh, Zarufan1 says, The Crazy Bastard Sword was upgraded when it became outclassed by other items, so might we see the same thing for the Talisman of Bacula? Right now it's kind of lame compared to the Plastic Vampire Fangs. I mean... It's possible. I don't... That one doesn't show up in the same kind of reporting tools that we have, so... Uh, I would not have messed with that, and that's probably handled in code, so you'd have to, you'd have to do that. I, I adjust, like, things all the time in the background. Yeah. I change numbers. Yeah. Just as... Fuck with the spades, apparently. Yeah, lots of stuff. Sorry. Lots of crazy shit going on. A lot of cool stories. We eventually shut this shit down. We could probably write a book. You think? About the five things we didn't tell people about that we did. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, reveal one of them. The story of... We could tell the story of Bashy. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Blue Scream says, I would play the hell out of Trig Realms. Well, let's spend hundreds of thousands of dollars building a math game oh, right. that no one will ever buy. Wow. Sounds like exactly the kind of thing we would do. <laughs> hey, why don't you guys build a non-graphical in-game interface where people can play word realms with each other in uh, just text? Yeah, we're working I on think, it. Yeah, I think that would be feasible. Maybe, I mean, maybe that's the next thing that happens I mean, in two we're weeks. Not, we're not working on it. Two weeks. We're totally working on that. What are you talking about? Two weeks. <laughs> we have that. Two weeks. Okay. Two weeks? Two weeks. Is that reasonable? It's well, not. That's not reasonable. Like, yeah, well, remember how... Remember how uh, we were going to have it done by the end of August? Mm -hmm. Because there's no reason we shouldn't have it done by the end of August. Well, yeah, but we did a clan dungeon. Sure. No, I know. I'm just saying that. Yeah. End of August. Yeah. That, that's a deadline to shoot for. Flux Dog says, are we going to see more muscle-based ranged weapons in the future, like a pig sticker of violence? Uh, will we see moxie-based melee weapons? No, I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. It's problematic. Yeah, I feel like there's... I, what I would issues. like is for... What I would like... Okay, so maybe what we do is we do a... We do a... Disco band... An unpermeable disco bandit passive that lets knives work as moxie to hit melee weapons. 
Because all of my ideas for the Disco Bandit revamp are like knife focused. Okay. Um, the knife is the tool of the bandit. It is, yeah. That's like, yeah, like what if somebody comes up to you in a dark alley and they're a bandit, they probably have a knife. Well, and if you just imagine someone disco dancing but with knives in their yeah, hands. Yeah, and that face disc, disco face stab terrifying. has long been a yeah. thing that disco bandits do is they stab you in the face. Uh, oh, that wasn't them stabbing themselves in the face? I read that completely differently. <laughs> Get some blood in your opponent's eyes. Mad Surgeon says, you guys really... Whoa, Mad Surgeon changed their avatar. And, uh... Yeah, it used to be that weird heiress holding the golden apple or something. Okay. And it was... Uh, you guys really outdid yourself with Dreadsylvania. I see a really good combination of mechanics you've tried in the past with brand new stuff. A serious impetus for cooperation. Combats that require some strategy, even for powerful characters. Plenty of fun drops to get and mysteries to spade. And a hell of a lot of flavor. This is easily a triumph in the world of clan dungeons. That's not a question. Here's a couple questions. Do you think Dreadsylvania is a success? Yeah, absolutely. How does this final form match up with your initial version? Basically shot for shot. Uh, are you pleased with the reception? Yeah, I am. Anything you would do differently? Yeah. Were there any, like, sort of last-minute omissions or compromises? Like, no, I mean, I, I am still going to continue to tweak the boss fights as there were things that... Yeah, like sort of degenerate degenerate strategies or, that didn't occur to the testers yeah. and stuff emerge. Uh, There's yeah. that whole section that's all dicks. Right. Yeah, that should maybe put some real art in there. Yeah. yeah. And too maybe much, make it so that... dicks. Maybe make it so the <laughs> default art isn't just dicks. Dicks. Yeah, that was... Yeah, your, your no-pick rhymes with dick, like, ethos for a while was just... Yeah. Not so, not so Although, I, last night I made a new candidate for <laughs> uh, the no <laughs> missing art thing. Um... <laughs> ah, damn, damn it! Uh, uh, how did you manage to balance should... working on this while putting out items of the month that have so many bits and pieces? Well, by making those bits and pieces items of the month in like a one or two day fucking scramble at the very last minute, uh, same as we ever do. Next month's item of the month, by the way, is a dick. <laughs> yeah, just a dick. Just a dick. It doesn't do anything. It just makes every monster look like a dick and every yeah. item into a dick. It spices up the game a little bit. I mean, if you like dick spice... Yeah, Dick, Dick Spice was the one who was only in a couple of the videos, right? Like they were just like, ah, oh, God, I don't know, man. This this worked in the Asian market, but like Westerners just aren't having it. They barely let Dick Spice on the bus. <laughs> Dick Spice was replaced by Richard with uh, Richard E. Grant in the film. Uh, I Club You says, guys, I'm on my 126th ascension right now. The replayability of this game is baffling. What did you guys do? I don't know, we just worked on something real hard for like 10 years. So you that's the secret to success, making kids. making it bigger in very satisfying ways. Oh. So that the world kept feeling like it was expanding. It was like, uh, what do you call it, the universe. Yeah, constantly expanding and everything is sort of blue from where you're standing. Yeah. Uh, Solazar says the item drop rates in Dreadsylvania seem incredibly low. Do you think they'll seem a bit less daunting once we discover more of the hidden secrets of the dungeon? So this is again. Well, that guy well, obviously hasn't gotten to the dicks. This is not. <laughs> this is not a perceptual problem. We were like, what should we do with these item drop rates? Oh, let's just make them the same as Hobopolis. But monsters in Hobopolis drop four Multiple items fails. each, and monsters in Dreadsylvania only drop one item each because. Well, the, no, actually, Hope Office Monsters dropped five items each, and there was no fucking way we were going to put 150 normal drops in there. Oh, yeah, no way. And so, and they were more or less all themed from their particular combination of things. Like, the hot vampire 
drop was a vial of hot blood, you know? And so it's not like... Oh, the vampire is hot elemental, not yes. like sexy. Uh, I don't remember what... I, Scully picked which of the which of the elements were female. Maybe the hot ones are also you sexy. Have hot guy vampires. Oh, if you're gay. For instance, Robert Pattison. <laughs> okay. I guess, yeah, I guess he is pretty dreamy. Old shovel face. Man, yesterday I met somebody who had met Mark Rosewater, and I asked him if Mark Rosewater was totally dreamy, and he said no. And I was like, I'm not no. talking to you anymore. <laughs> I because, don't know who Rosewater is. Uh, he's, a, he's a guy. He's, a, he, he's probably he's, the lead designer on Magic the Gathering now. He's my soulmate. <laughs> I just wish I was gay and he was gay and either yeah. one of us was single. Well, you guys could work all the Only out. one of us would have to be single, I guess. <laughs> um, no, no, no. He's, he's just a guy who... Uh, he also works as a designer on a game with a tremendous history and a lot of very casual players and a lot of very hardcore serious competitive players right. and he also is he used to be a writer for Roseanne huh. just like you um, yeah just like me <laughs> and a tournament structure have you guys ever considered uh, creating a tournament structure well we have these leaderboards we have these seasonal challenge leaderboards that are oh, very for a much second like there, that I thought yeah. you were saying that there was a tournament structure what to watching Roseanne no like, there was yeah it's a competitive <laughs> competitive Roseanne watching You're, like there's there's one event that's like pointing out continuity errors like <laughs> right. oh man that Afghan was totally flipped from one scene to the other uh, getting, getting oh man, they the... changed the actress that plays Becky. Right. That yeah. was like the gold medal was being the first person to notice that. Yeah. Each time, each tournament. <laughs> getting through the Tom Arnold years is really the, gru- <laughs> the gauntlet, the grueling. I really like Tom Arnold. Do you? Yeah, I do. I Like do. enough to watch that Navy movie? I haven't Ooh, seen the Navy movie. Really? really? No. What was that? True Lies was good. He was good in True sure. Lies. He was good in True Nine Lies Months. Was not good. He was good. He nine had, months? Yes. So he was in a movie called Nine Months where I believe that he and Hugh Grant both had pregnant wives. Oh, I thought and they so just played babies. It was just it was about men, you know, in their forties dealing with having pregnant wives or whatever. This is immediately like, after the hooker scandal, I assume. Prob- that probably Hugh Grant yeah. agreed to be in a film co starring with Tom Arnold. But Tom Arnold had a scene that I that I felt was just it it was not intrinsically super funny, but his delivery was so expert that it gave me this tremendous respect for his comedic for ability. His which is so they're they're on the outs. Like Tom Arnold's wife and Hugh Grant don't like each other anymore, and so they're not Tom Arnold and Hugh Grant, who are best friends, don't get to hang out anymore. So Hugh Grant is like sneaking up to Tom Arnold's front door to tell him something very important, and they're talking in hushed tones, and. Tom Arnold's wife calls from the other room. Who is it, honey? And he says, uh, it's my mom. And she says, your mom's dead. And he replies, I know, it's really weird. And just that, lot, just that, but his particular <laughs> delivery of that. No, I, I can when hear I said, him I was like, saying it. Oh, God, that was so good. That was so well done. Like, and, and, and it just like, oh, okay, I guess I just like Tom Arnold. Now. I, I like there Tom is, Arnold now. <laughs> there is also, there is also <laughs> a clip. happened to me. There is also a clip of Tom Arnold on Loveline, which is one of the funniest. Did I ever play that for you? I don't know if you did. So it is, you have to, you guys have to listen to this. It is, it is a Loveline clip of Tom Arnold where a girl who is a phone sex operator calls in Mm -hmm. and she's asking for advice on how to make it 
so her 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 clients don't come as fast and they start they start suggesting they're like have you ever heard of subliminal messages maybe you could just start quickly in between talking about you know what color your panties are just whispering something about cancer or the holocaust and then they're like give it a try and so she starts performing and just doesn't do it at all and they're like no 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 you forgot the part where you actually did the thing that we were suggesting that you do which is that you just very quickly and quietly mention the holocaust while you're performing phone sex and she goes on, oh, I'm just laying on my bed, wearing a nice black teddy, thinking about the Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> and they just spend the rest of the show trying not to bust up laughing. And that also made me like Tom Arnold, because it's right. just, oh, God. It's, a seven, it's like an eight-minute clip yeah. on YouTube. And, and so. it is well worth listening. You can, find, right. you can readily find it on YouTube. It's just fucking amazing. And I'm sorry I spoiled it Wait, for you. <laughs> but I uh, think... I think McHale's Navy. Okay. Oh, okay. There was that remake yeah, yeah. of McHale's Navy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I didn't see it. Yeah. That'll Maybe destroy I'll... the love you have in your heart for Tom Yeah, <laughs> It could be. That's sad. Uh, Lord Hack says, I'm one of those hardcore for life sorts of players, so I haven't picked up the new item in the month yet, but it looks like it's got a lot of utility aftercore, so I might grab one. Well, I hope you do. Utility uh, after what? After core. In aftercore. Oh, after core. Yeah, everything is core. There is yeah, soft core. Soft core, hard core. Right, right, right. See, we but never use the so word soft core. Right, it's normal natural. or hardcore, but right. that's what people say. But then aftercore is for things that happen after you're done with but your ascension. You run get you get rid of the sorceress in hardcore, and then you're out. Yeah, and, you and then you like the restrictions are again. the restrictions yeah. are lifted after you break the prism. So that's aftercore, and it's the same for everybody. Uh, when did you decide to make item of the month gear unequivocal in hardcore? I thought it was just to make in run donations less of a thing in hardcore, but then I realized that you can pull Mr. A's from Hanks even in hardcore. So you could have just made it so all gear was hardcore pullable. Why didn't you? I think it was a solid choice overall. I'm just curious about why it was made in the first place i mean that i mean that was part of the point of hardcore was yeah to, is that to, you didn't get this gear you didn't right? need to get every item of the month right like like we we let you have all your familiars so there was like some of that. i mean and that was that was probably on the table for whether that's how it was or not right i mean it seems really natural now but every aspect of everything in this game was a thing that at some point we got drunk and had to just decide. Right. Right? So it's like... It's like a, a beautiful historical map of our liver damage. <laughs> Writ large upon the internet. Uh, the Erosion Seeker says, Hey, Jack, how do you feel about outfits that aren't actually outfits? I'm talking about stuff like the sponge stuff, or the white satin stuff, or the sea leather stuff, or the eel skin stuff. I am tempted to just go in and make them all fucking outfits so that people will stop asking why they aren't outfits. Like, there is a part of me that would really like to believe that it's okay for there to be three things made out of the same stuff that don't mean I have to draw another fucking tattoo. But apparently I just don't get to have that. But it's, it's not just that. a tattoo. It's a tattoo, an avatar, a an female outfit avatar. Bonus. Uh, a yeah. Halloween encounter, and a, a new candy. candy item, which is yeah. like... And a bonus. A, yeah. 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 The bonus is the easy part. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, but we have to think of it. Like thinking is. Thinking you should just make a fuck you calories. candy. That solves all of the sure, extra yeah. candies okay. you have to make. A fuck you, a tattoo that's just a middle finger on a, a sponge. A fuck you tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> They're all sponge, all of them, because that's the one that people complain about the most. A, f a fuck you candy. Yeah, a fuck mm -hmm. you encounter. You've encountered the fuck you. It fucks you what's for a, three damage. What's a good fuck you candy? A butterfinger yourself. No. Everyone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, 
No, a middle Butterfinger. That's the, yeah, that's it. That is it. That is the fuck you candy. It's the middle Butterfinger. Uh, also, is there supposed to be an exposition for Desylvania? On the first day, I just showed up, destroyed a bugbear, and randomly a blacksmith starts sexually harassing me. Hey, if those are actually sexual harassment, then Scully was not doing his, uh, his, his oh, work yeah. of keeping those, keeping those PG. PC. You know, actually, that is a thing about Dredsylvania that was completely post-hoc added. Oh, was the kisses, kisses, the whole difficulty mechanic. It didn't, it used to be the case that there was no difficulty. In the original design spec, there was no difficulty mechanic, and there was no leaderboard. Um, okay. And I think I gradually came to realize that people would reject the idea of there not being a leaderboard. So I thought, all right, well, what if, what if also every time you banish an element, it makes things harder, and then you earn some kind of points. Uh, was the ban- was the element banishing part of the original spec? It was. Yeah. Just no. There was no change. There was in difficulty. no difficulty change as That's a result of it. Yeah. The, just the same as Hobopolis, right? Well, no, because sort of. in in so Dreadsylvania is only three zones, and they each have every element represented. Okay. So you go in there, and there's just like in the forest, there's werewolves and bugbears of every element. But, in but Ho- you can do a thing that you can do a thing that gets rid of all the hot ones in the forest. But when you get rid of one elemental hobo, the remaining hobos get more powerful, right? Not exactly. Or is it just the bosses the, are more powerful as you've killed? The well, the bosses, bosses, the end boss is more powerful if you haven't killed oh, the that's side what I'm bosses. Of. Yeah, so it's actually sort of the opposite, right? Like you, you can only actions only make things easier in Hobopolis, and actions make things harder in in Dredsylvania. Right. Which Got is, it. Okay. Which is the thing that was very it was worrisome to people who were afraid that like. Clans yeah, the, would make things harder. The and dev like, testers like, were like, what, you know, what, is there some way that we can make let people make like things reverse easier? Reverse the difficulty. Or whatever. We were, and we were just like, look, guys, it's going to be fine. Like, People will maybe make that mistake, but they will only make it once, and it will cost them at most a million meat if, yeah. they've, if they have ended up with a dungeon that they absolutely can't do anything with. Right. And they'll just they'll learn that lesson, right? Like, and it will be fine. Like, it's, it's okay that this one just works differently than the others. Yeah. I've got uh, a question. Yes. Um, do you guys have a way of verifying whether people are over 18? We don't. We, what we, our method has been to never really ask anyone. Like, you can put an age in your profile, but... Now you're federally mandated to not give accounts to people who are under 13, right? Well, well as long as we, we don't have, ask, we, we don't have, know. Uh, yeah, oh, you're, okay. no, you're not allowed to collect data from people that you know are under 13. Okay, so, so you don't ask. Yeah. yeah. I, if there were a way to make... To sort of segregate out the over eighteen players, would you think of making a racy version? A very like work blue for a month and make an R rated dungeon. I don't think I would be interested in doing that. No, no. I mean, I've seen the people who go to your convention. I think they would be interested in playing. Well, they can go somewhere else for that <laughs> stuff. Oh, you okay. know, I mean, it's it's like honestly, like. I mean, you you know me in real life, and I am a foul mouthed guy. Sure. And, and I, you know, I like a I like a I like a joke that's probably more tasteless than a joke that you would normally go sure. in for. Sure. And I know and I know Josh, and he likes dirty jokes and. Right. Yeah, but I mean that's like I feel like the. Have the, you ever had the urge to write this stuff and felt like oh, I can't because it doesn't fit the game? Almost never. Okay. Uh, we you we do reject stuff because it doesn't fit the game when we do cross that line because it's it'll happen kind of by accident sometimes yeah every every once in a while the writing the item description for uh a a a kumquat flavored jewel called cum quartz all right yeah. uh i was very tempted to make an ejaculation joke but i did not yeah um but i like 
I don't have any... Yeah, I really don't have any interest in going any less PG than it is now. Because I feel like it... I feel like if you can't be funny without being crass, then you can't be funny, right? Like, it's... I, and I don't... like. I, I agree with that. If and I yet, was a stand-up comedian, I mean, I wouldn't... Like, I, I would feel like it was a, it was cheap if I just made nothing but sex jokes, right? Like, sure. if it just, like, I wouldn't want to, like, I, I will defend to the death Andrew Dice Clay's right to do his act, but I, I wouldn't do that act. Right. Right. I mean, and I, you probably wouldn't watch it and be super, super, but all the stand up comics who accomplish wonderful things in PG will go into the little clubs and work blue for the night and Sometimes, do it with great yeah. relish because sure. because it's something that they're forbidden so from I doing get, the rest I get of the that time. out of my system on the radio show, right? Like the people uh, who listen to the radio know that we're probably going to swear a lot and make off-color jokes and and just say inappropriate things about high school girls and that's fine. We don't have to commit it to you know, we tell people on the like iTunes has an explicit content warning on the podcast so that's taken care of right mm-hmm. on the radio archive where we provide links to it we say these are very vulgar do not listen to them if you are a child or easily offended yeah and i feel like that's this is our outlet for that you know we don't so no we, part of you wants to make leisure suit larry no just once. because because leisure suit larry is stupid i know because it's you PG know it's 13 well, when it should okay. be x did you was it was it lee alexander that that article about going back and playing the the new sort of revamped. the remake of Leisure Suit Larry, like it was somebody who had who was a a young I think it was she was a young girl when she first played Leisure Suit Larry, and it was like this forbidden fruit, and really enjoyed it and had fond memories of it, and then went back and was like, yeah, you know, this is kind of just crass and dumb. Even though it was like basically a it was almost the it same was a thing. remake. It was yeah. a remake. It wasn't like a reboot. It was no. a remake. Yeah, I mean. That's the thing. Like, it did seem really like, oh, teehee, yeah. This is a joke about sex when you're 12 and you don't know anything about sex. Right. That's one thing, you know. And the like the protection at the beginning of the game that asks you questions, like about the Beatles yeah. and stuff, which was great because it was like, which now I learned the Nixon complaint, right? Yeah. yeah. The Nixon administration. I, what do you even What do you even ask about to prove that you're over 18 right now? What's your credit card number? Shit. That we, <laughs> no, but I mean seriously, pop culture. Like, what pop culture knowledge do people who are 19 years old now have that people who are 17 years old now? I don't know, but I bet it would be real fucking depressing if I found out, right? <laughs> That's That era is actually just over because all knowledge is now you can just consult yeah, the ubiquitous. Like no 18-year-old hasn't seen literally every kind of fucking <coughs> until he's bored with And they it, can you know? look up the Beatles on Wikipedia. That's true. That's true. I mean, I, I learned a lot by asking my parents the answers to those so questions. Yeah. questions. And... You know, I mean, I remember my dad, I remember watching my dad go through the process of evaluating whether or not it was okay for me to play this game. And he talked uh-huh. to, he talked to one of his friends who had played it and who said like, yeah, and you know, it's raunchy, but there's nothing, you know, it's mostly just stupid. And my dad was just like, yeah, you know, I, I think that you're going to find that this is stupid, but there's probably nothing in there that you can't handle being exposed to. So sure, I will tell you whatever you want to know about the Beatles in order for you to be able to play this game. And, you know, it was... It wasn't even that... You know, I... I, Yeah, I don't... I don't know. Even that, even, like, Al Lowe's stuff, like, it's just, like, I don't have any interest in 
making something that sort of relies on that kind of crassness for its value, sure. I guess. And it's just, I don't have a problem with it, and I consume media that's like that. But no, there really, there really isn't a part of me that... Because we didn't decide, oh, we're going to make KOL PG so that we could have a bigger market or whatever. We were just like, oh, let's make a thing. Mm-hmm. And then that's how it... It's already how you That's how it. it came out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is exactly what we wanted to make because it is what we made. Right. Um, but no, that's that, I'd never actually thought about that from that direction before, I guess. I think it would be interesting just because there would be a forbidden part of the game. Hmm. Only the people who are under 18 would be totally fascinated. In yeah, exactly. Exa- in. <laughs> exactly. Right. I mean, and, and then that just, I mean, we already, we already got on, we already got mentioned in some fucking court case where Jack Thompson was using us as an example of a really? game about rape. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't even want to know what he misconstrued in the game. No, it was because creepy. it was because of that CNN story about the cannibal murderer guy yeah. who played Kingdom of Loathing. Oh, he and did. That, yeah, he did. And that he was like a he was like a longtime radio listener and question asker and stuff too. Huh. Like he was not, you know, they really are just like everybody else until they fucking kill and eat a ten year old girl. He didn't actually eat her. He was going to. Um, and you've just never been tempted to make. Ten-year-old girl leftovers, an item of the month. No, this is God, the I mean, radio the, show. We're yeah, working. We're the, working. Right, blue. exactly. That's the. But but I mean, like, is that what you think of me? No, come on. Of course not. <laughs> I was asking. I mean, sure, my... I would say that. I would say that to you, <laughs> but I wouldn't say that to you in front of anybody. I was. Else. I was asking because making this children's record has given me a weird heretofore unexperienced urge to like under some pseudonym make a completely filthy mouthed oh, EP. Interesting. So this this uh, like, uh, like I hope that I hope that you will take this criticism in the in the spirit in which it is intended, but the only thing that I don't like about Charisma Potion is the profanity. Like I think that is my favorite of your songs except that I wish oh, it goes I wish yeah I wish I wish that the chorus was not so overtly spiteful the chorus well not I guess it's not the chorus it's the beginning of the beginning, the beginning of, the of each verse right yeah. yeah like the fuck you look at my cool hat yeah I and just I don't doesn't doesn't bother me even doesn't bother him at all but I just don't like I and there's no other way to really like express that feeling I sure. got when cool kids thought I didn't deserve to wear whatever hat they thought was cool yeah, yeah. No, and I'm sure it does. And, I, and I'm saying, like, objectively, I cannot, like, level a criticism against it on that basis, right? But that is, it, that is like the Billy Crystal in The Princess Bride, although I won't be quite as vitriolic about that as I will about Billy Crystal in The Princess Bride. This, th- that, is, that is probably my favorite of your songs, and that is the only thing about it that I don't like. And I, and I think it is just because it's like, eh, you know, that's private language that's not public language and that and and that's you you got on my case for a long time when i would swear in front of kids yeah and that that has caused me to basically stop swearing in front of kids oh good i think good well we've all learned something today (laughs) you should listen to me and you'll be a better person (laughs) but i mean but i mean that's the thing like i can't i can't say to you i don't think you should have done that but i just like to my sensibilities and, and, you know, in light of this question, I think it's like, you know, like saying the word fuck on a podcast is 100% different in my mind than writing the word fuck in a poem that you publish. Uh-huh. And 
one can be done thoughtlessly and you know with no consideration at all and the other one is like okay well that is that is stepping over a line and i feel like you need to make sure that you really want to be over that line and that you really can't and and if you if it is as you say that you don't think that you could have expressed the emotional content of that in any other way then i absolutely accept that i mean i've definitely listened to a lot of rap lyrics in my life and i've i've never like prudishly felt that rappers should swear less but i've often criticized them in the back of my mind for gratuitously swearing to for no extremely, reason extremely you know diminishing returns just to you know it, for what seems like a, you know, a kind of a helpless grasp at being hard or edgy or adult and so anything that seems gratuitous to me i've i've struck i've never I feel like I've never sweared gratuitously. Sure. But then whether or not swearing is gratuitous is absolutely in the in the eye of the listener, the ear of the listener, the ear the ear of the listen holder. Um, I just that song know? that song in particular very much spoke to me in terms of like my understanding of how I have gone from how I went from being just like a guy who could never get a date to being fairly confident and you know I, I, I feel like I am relative to the me in junior high, just fucking astride the world and everything yeah. is great. And that's like what that song's examining it is. I mean, to some like, extent. Right. And you it, found those fucks gratuitous. And I, you know, I respect that perception. Like, I hope you didn't find the fucks gratuitous in the I Heart Fags song. Like, that's a, <clears throat> I, that's another, like, no, no, actually glaring not. fuck that I feel is not gratuitous. No, it's not. that that That's you actually know? not. No, not at all. Because and that I, one because, is in the chorus. Well, because I, but, I, but I feel like that is that is just it is deliberately inflammatory in a way that in a way that charisma potion is not necessarily mm-hmm. right and i guess what i what i wanted out of charisma potion was the and i mean maybe this is maybe this is a, a, a sign that i should examine the way in which my feelings are reflected by that song because what i want is that song without the spite i want the mm-hmm. triumph without the spite but that's what the fuck you is about in that it's like it's that whole question of who is and isn't in charge of what's cool and like who is and isn't gatekeeping this whole this whole mm-hmm. realm of of acceptable social interaction and its hierarchies that are naturally <clears throat> that should be organically sure that are organically generated but organically generated by like evil teenagers <laughs> as as environmental objects instead of as autonomous actors. Right. I mean they're both. That's the thing. Evil teenagers <clears throat> are both autonomous actors and fucking hazards in your path, <laughs> you know? And I guess I my my sort of feeling about the the kind of like ascendancy of a nerd into being able to get along with people and maybe have a couple bucks to rub together and to be able to get laid is not about now I'm winning and you're losing, but now we're all winning. And it and no one has to lose. It it was not in your mind you versus me then because you just didn't give a shit. That's why right? it's a potion is because the winning is ephemeral. Like all of it is all of it is just sort of a, a temporary buff that you're scheming up in the midst of your like day getting through school. Right? It's like. It's not real. The fuck you is supposed to be the sort of reflection of all the fuck yous I've ever gotten back. Because it brings that feeling up into you. You're like, fuck me. Like, fuck you. If I put that hat on, I'd look cool. 
And now I like, in fact, know how to wear a hat like better than you because my smartness finally paid off and like I can mix mm. potions or whatever. Anyway. Yeah. I, mean, I, I still I respect the, the, the reading that that's a gratuitous fuck. I, I worried that it was gratuitous, but I felt well, like. Well, of course you do. I mean, because you're a thoughtful guy, right? I mean, you, like you <laughs> probably worry that in. you worry that every aspect of everything is going to be the thing that. <laughs> and it, I find that the things that I'm worried about in the stuff that I put out there is never what actually bothers anyone. Uh-huh. You know, it's uh-huh. like I was I was kind of nervous about publishing the Crackpot Mystics. St- the writing in that was I don't know. It was like a lot of that stuff maybe could have stood to have a trigger warning for the kind of person who was prone to wanting a trigger warning like it was I felt that that writing was pretty brutal and very much unlike anything else that had ever been put out into this and just sort of real and hard-edged and gross and Hmm. nobody said anything about it and it literally never occurred to me that anybody would be upset about your decision to make the fucking protects your junk bounce jaw bruisers and puppet strings off but that has gotten a bunch of people just fucking screaming bloody murder for three days yeah totally hot stuff's idea It was Hot Stuff's idea. I was like, yeah, that sounds great. C.D. Moore was like, okay, I'll do that. And then everybody just flipped their shit and like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's such such not a big deal. So what what that leads me to believe is that I should just, you know, I should just bear my soul more often. I just put my shit out there because nobody even reads it. Like like if it's not about making numbers bigger, nobody's going to be upset about it. Hmm. That isn't really what Protect Your Junk is about, but... Anyway... Um... Uh, this is you got more gameplay questions. Uh, we do, but I mean, this is a, you're gonna urinate. All right. Well, I guess we can answer the rest of these questions and get through it. This is a long ass show. Yeah, I was, we could also just save them. We could save them for what? For next, next Thursday? Week, next, yeah. Yeah, next Thursday. Well, let's answer a couple while he's pissing, and then he can come back and say goodbye. Okay. Uh, Dodgson says, if I print one of the skills that Grandpa teaches me, he still teaches it to me after I find him a second time. Why do I temporarily forget that I know that skill? Well, maybe it's he forgets <laughs> that you know that skill because he's an old Grandpa. I mean, the real answer is that granting skills is not really standardized because it's not a thing that we do a ton of. Uh, and it especially wasn't standardized back when he was doing it. Right. So it, back in d- his there wasn't day. like, yeah. Um, although, I, you know, that's the thing. Sometimes I'm in a mood where I'm going to. I'm going to dot all the I's and cross all the T's on something, and sometimes I'm not. And it's real random which of those things... I mean, and a lot of it depends on how much else I have to do that day, right? Like, Did we ever add stuff that you can ask Grandpa about in the very last... We didn't. No. We we did nothing with Grandpa in in, in March. Okay. Uh, in the past, says uh, he says Dodgson, uh, you guys have talked about your reluctance to make farming equipment item of the month because people could just share the equipment so they don't need multiple copies. Is that the reason why the folder holder is untradeable once used since it has plus uh, good plus item percent folders for the C in Dreadsylvania? No, it's untradeable because there isn't... Those folders aren't really in there. They're just flags that are attached to your character. It's, and It's, it's like another we case don't, where like, because items we, don't have identity. Yeah, because items don't have any identity, we had to... It... it it could have been tradable. It just wouldn't have made any sense. Like you and your buddy could have swapped folders and you would have still had yours and he would have still had his swapped holders. Right. And it was just like, eh. I mean, this is what we would have done if we had wanted the sticker sword to be an item instead of a tome, 
Whereas the right. way we did it was that the tome just gave you like a quest item that was a sword, and then yeah. that's kind of goofy. And that this was just this was just like ah, this is a better way of doing this kind of thing. And it is since the whole thing about this item of the month is that it is a thing that's customizable. We really need to use the systems that we have to support that customizability, right? You know. And, you know, I haven't seen anybody complain about it. So this, again, well, leads me to believe that, like... early on, but I think people have the, come you know, around. The untradeability once used was not the thing that upset people about the Mayfly bait. The uselessness and <laughs> yeah. fiddliness and complexity of Mayfly bait was the thing that people complained about yeah. with that. Um, What's Mayfly bait? Uh, it's the worst item of the month. It's canonically the worst? Well, no, the robot, reindeer, the robot reindeer is the worst now. Oh. But, um, <laughs> it was just a thing that we compromised on a bunch sort of at the last minute and it kind of shows hmm. we we got really worried that we were making something that was too good or too strong and then we went way too far in the other direction by the pre-nerf yeah mm. yeah because we, we really can't we you we can't do, post nerf items because they cost items of the month yeah so cost money yeah, yeah that's yeah. the truth i mean we could we just don't because we no. Somebody, be, if somebody was like, I decided to spend my life savings on this item of yeah, the month yeah, exactly. because of because how my life savings OP is ten dollars, and I well, what if thousand dollars? <laughs> how does he even five hundred of them have the internet? Yeah. yeah, no. I mean, it's you know, that's a that's a vow. I think that we have never broken, and now Not it just directly. Has, no. Yeah, I mean, we do things that make items of previous items of the month less valuable in context by changing the context. Well, but they can't expect you not to do that. Well, right, because it is a living world after all. Yeah. Um, well, this show is long as fuck. Yes. Uh, so we you're getting uh, more for your download dollar. You are. You are. We. Uh, well, you're getting more for our bandwidth dollar. <laughs> I guess. Want to get specific? Uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, Mr. Frontalot, thank you for for coming and being on our show. My pleasure. Thanks for drinks. letting me drink your scotch. Well, this is that's your, your scotch. scotch. That was the scotch that you got us as a housewarming present because oh, you're a present. You are a gracious and generous motherfucker. A present means it's yours, so I'm drinking your scotch. Oh, okay, fair enough. All right. Well, and thanks. Thanks also for the. Uh, for the sophisticated drug paraphernalia that you, <laughs> that you gifted me after remembering the, that I was... People don't know. That's but, true. Pocket, um, pocket vaporizer. But Hot Stuff and Jick live in the mission. Uh, one of the remaining ungentrified little slabs of mission yep. in San Francisco. And downstairs, uh, there are, I'd say within uh, uh, visual distance, within, what do you call eye shot? Yeah, your eye shot. Anyway, within eye shot, there are three or four pipe stores just dedicated just pot head smoking shops, yeah. head like shops, bong and bong and bong and pipe, stupid hippie ass bullshit repositories and mushroom shaped pipe. And the, when I came by at the housewarming party, uh, Jick was complaining that he could not smoke his flavored tobaccos and uh, imported teas and various other legal herbal substances in. A pipe because this whole city is dedicated to selling only pipes that are mortifying <laughs> to the owner through their swirly little paisley bullshit and various other disgusting design elements. And that he just wanted a normal little wooden pipe that had a little that, that hinge on the top so you could so close you could it stick and it stick in your, it in your pocket, pocket like a gentleman. Like a gentleman. And I said, they must sell one of those downstairs from your house. It's like, no. So, I looked. So on the way from the Bart two blocks away oh, to really? his house, oh, I, I went into the first oh, one I saw. I didn't and go to that one. Bought Jeez. Well, gave it to him. 
Yeah. That's beautiful. That's <laughs> There's your second house for me. Well, thank you. It's a, it's a delight. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to take half of it home with you, I guess you'd be you'd be batting a thousand on your housewarming gifts at this point. <clears throat> ah, all right. Cheers. Well, good night, everybody. Good night. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs>